SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Just stone cold steps. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike, and JJ. All caps. Sex A. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening and welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. And for those of you that might be tuning in for the first time tonight uh it may be a week you haven't been to the site you don't know what's going on yes yes there's a brand new site design over here at snsradionetwork.com and uh lots of props go out to both uh a couple of associates of mine both philip mindwipe morris and of course uh first and foremost rick slick rick hendrickson if you will and we're going to be talking about the new features on this website a little bit later on in the broadcast but uh, we do have a pretty packed show for you we're going to be running down the events of what happened tonight on uh, this monday night raw we're just two weeks away we've got one more raw left before 
the big WrestleMania 28 in Miami, Florida. We're going to be discussing the latest news of the week, brought to you, of course, by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. And we're going to be taking your phone calls. We've got some toll-free numbers to dish out, courtesy of Slick Rick Hendrickson. So now when you call WNL, you don't have to use the 501 number. Now it is toll-free. But uh, a lot to cover and a little time to get it done. Let me go ahead and introduce, of course, my tag team partner each and every week on this broadcast. He is the founder and host of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog is in the house. Guess who's back? of all first of all god damn it i want to get something off my chest first and foremost by god did i already say by god uh, every now and then you do it, it doesn't happen much but you do say it i think i said by god twice i didn't mean to do that all right take two god. all right god damn it i got something i want to say by god gather around put the women and children to bed this is going to get ugly. Actually, what I want to say is something happened to me that has not happened to me in a long, long, long time. Something that poured gas on my fire. Something that this person doesn't even know that he did. Yet, something that motivated me to kind of be the, the dog I used to be, it took me back in a time machine and dropped me off a few years ago because it reinvigorated me and made me want to uh, fast forward to Friday. I couldn't wait. Or fast forward to Monday, rather. I couldn't wait. And it says I'm sitting down playing a little Call of Duty on Friday night. And I reach over to the old laptop. And I turn on this show called Unplugged. And I gotta tell you. I'm so proud of the job that J.J. and Charles did on that show. It was old school. It was new school. It was creative. It was entertaining. And that right there is the reason why I wanted to do this business in the first place. To inform and to entertain and put on a good show from from top to bottom. So my hat is off. I'll take off the collar. Cheers, kudos, whatever you need. 
Congratulations to JJ Sexy. Thank you, Trey. Are you calling me out? I'm starting to. I'm starting to worry here. No, no, no. <laughs> I will say this: that I've never been more motivated, to my knowledge. Now, I don't remember a lot of things from the past so much anymore. But to my knowledge, I can't remember a time I've been more motivated to pick up a phone and put somebody in their place than I was on Unplugged. (laughs) I think I know where this is going. And I just cannot believe that somebody in this business would think the way that they think and say the things that they say and I hold those guys to a higher level because they, they they do a good job over at WrestleZone and what they do. And had it not been unplugged, had it been any other show, and it would have I just didn't want to step on your toes and, and I didn't want to cause a train wreck by calling in and arguing. But I was hotter than a two dollar pistol Friday night. To the point I had to quit playing Call of Duty. I was so angry. And but that's what radio's for. We're not always all gonna agree. That's right. And I don't think of anybody over there as less of a person for their opinion. I think they're wrong. But that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, continue doing what they do. But I did want to give props to you guys for a great show on Friday. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm uh, doing the best I can to kind of revamp that show and take it in a new direction. I, I think we're doing well. We've what this is our third show that we've done under uh, the new regime of me and Charles, and I think that it's it's going well. I enjoyed the segment that you had with Sean Beckerman. I uh, can't say I enjoyed the news so much, but. I enjoyed a lot of the show. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I kind of butted heads with Justin a little bit, too. Uh, you know, I, again, I, and I, I stick to this. I do feel that Sting is an icon. Um, now, he differs from what Joe Laurinaitis said. He doesn't think Sting is an icon. However, he doesn't think Sting's not an icon because he never worked for the WWE or did a WrestleMania. Which, you know, and I can respect his point of view from certain aspects when he talks about iconic What's more iconic, the NWO or Sting? He makes a valid point there. But when but I think of Sting, Sting, the NWO would have died. Well, I agree. But, I mean, when I think of WCW, the first name that pops in my head is not the NWO. It's Sting. So, right. to me, Sting is an icon and always will be an icon for WCW. It doesn't matter if he never works for Vince, if he never performs at WrestleMania. That's not even the point of the, of the whole thing. To me... Sting is defined as an icon because when I think of an icon, it's someone who represents that company. And there's not one guy in the history of WCW that represented iconic status more than Sting. You can't say Ric Flair because the guy was NWA. Sting is an icon because he's the only guy that never worked for Vince McMahon. And to me, an icon is somebody who stands out head and shoulders above the rest. To me, an icon is is longevity. Like I would say, you know, out of all the out of all the grunge bands from that '90s era from Seattle, Pearl Jam is iconic. 
because they've stayed together longer. They're still putting out albums. You may not like them musically, but they're iconic because they stand head and shoulders above everybody else in that genre. Then there's going to be the person that says, oh, well, what about Nirvana? Kurt Cobain killed himself. Well, I guess that kind of took, he took, him, he took himself out of the running. That's not well, my fault. Wouldn't he be considered a rock or slash grunge icon? I mean, you know, um, to me, you know, if you look at WCW and the greatest moments in WCW history, Sting was involved in just about every one of them. Whether it be feuding with Ric Flair, feuding with the Horsemen, feuding with the NWO, feuding with, you know, whomever. And people are like, oh, what a Hogan. Well, you know, Hogan was very much, you know, in the shithouse as, as far as the WCW fans are concerned. He was John Cena before there was a John Cena, you know. If we were doing radio shows back then, J.J. would have been anti-Hogan because Hogan was doing everything that Cena does today and getting booed for the same reasons, you know. Well, that's true. And, you know, and another thing to think about Sting, he was the franchise of WCW. He was always the, the, the guy up until Hogan got there. And even then, he was kind of regular. He was regulated to that second, you know, player on the roster. But. You know, to Sting's fan, he to see. No, try this again. To Sting's fans, he was always the guy. But you know, you talk about Hogan and Sting being the number two. It's true to a sense of there's a lot of people out there that like Batman for the Joker, not Batman. Exactly. And because the Joker was so over, Batman is over because he's the arch nemesis of the Joker. So if you are a Batman fan because of the Joker, you know, it's not fair to call Batman the number two. He's just the other side of the coin. He's the yin to the yang. That's right. So I don't know how anybody in this business with any knowledge of this business. And I know that Justin is a good friend of Kevin Nash. So I'm really shocked at how he could honestly think that this thing is not an icon. Because when you define icon, you define somebody who stands out head and shoulders above their peers or with their peers. And when you think WCW, the first name you think of is Sting or the NWO, and they were the yin and the yang to each other. They both needed each other to survive. You know, had, had Sting pulled up shop in 97 or 98, and went to WWE, who would have been left in, in, in WCW to fight the NWO? You saw what happened to Goldberg. He fucked himself. Well, there was, you know. DDP? Eh, no. no. There was DDP, but he had already turned heel by that by that point, you know? I mean, he was doing the whole thing with Bigelow and Canyon. He was doing the triad stuff, man. I just, you know, I, I just think it's, you know, funny that people could say that about Sting. I, I don't see how you can if you've ever watched WCW. Well, and like I said, you know, and, and Justin and I agreed to disagree on this one. You know, we're all going to have opinions. Doesn't mean that we're right or wrong. Um, you know, he thinks that Sting's not an icon. He made some valid points to back that up, but I just don't see how you can't see Sting as an icon. I, I mean, that's, you know. Regardless if he's ever worked for Vince or not, I mean, how can you not? And, you know, see there's, there's a part icon. of that. There's a part of that that says the fact that he never worked for Vince makes him iconic on its own because he's the one guy that stands out. The well, only one. That, that's the definition of iconic. Yep. 
And if you watched his match last night, even at his age now, people are like, oh, I'm so sick of Sting. He needs to retire and get out of the ring. Dude, he put on a hell of a match last night. He's not going to give you 45 minutes of high-flying shit, but in the 20 to 30 minutes you're going to get out of him, you're going to get a good story and a good feud and a good fight. Him and Rude were awesome last night, you know, which leads me to, you know, something else that pisses me off. The Internet's hatred towards TNA. Get over it. You know, I said last night the show was not their best pay-per-view, and it wasn't. But that doesn't mean that everybody on the internet should shit on it. It was a good show. Chances are you didn't pay for it anyway. You know? And like I said last night, TNA fails in comparison so big to the to the WWE size-wise. You know, and we talk all the time about buy rates. And, you know, how TNA's pay-per-view buy rates are so small. Well, for a company whose buy rates are so small, they did a hell of a job trending on Twitter last night. Does that mean that they're they're uh, uh, you know great number two to the WWE? No, they still have a long way to go, a long way to go. And the big general consensus of guys that I that I've talked to, like Mays and several of the others in the chat room, they Mavs they need to travel. That's the biggest thing. That traveling and being pre-recorded is what kills that company to me. You know, but you can't say that they didn't put on a good effort last night. You you, you just can't. I can't comment. I, mean, I, I didn't see it. I mean, I, I keep hearing that. That knockouts match was better than some of the guys that I've seen wrestle in the X Division. Wow. You know, I mean, you, you can't see the forest for the trees. If, you're, if, you're, if your comment is, I hate TNA and they suck because they don't travel and they're pre-recorded. Well, yeah, that's fine. But you can't say that their show last night sucked because they didn't travel and it was, you know, live. I mean, that, that's just that's ridiculous. I just don't understand why people can't separate shit. You don't have to be all in. But give credit where credit's due. No, but you're also talking about the IWC, people that like to just shit on everything. So, I mean, you know. Well, and, and it's, and other, it's other radio shows. You know, I'd like to think, J.J., that, you know, this isn't rocket science, what you and I do. No, it's not. But I'd like to think that other people in our line of, I, I, I use the quotations, work, colleagues of ours in this industry would be a little smarter than that. You know, to bash TNA because they were promoting Twitter. So? What major company doesn't use Twitter? Well, that would be like, if you're bashing TNA because they're using Twitter, what are you doing for the WWE? I mean, I mean, let, I mean let, let's call a spade a spade here. I, I don't watch TNA. You know that. I haven't watched it in two years. I gave up on it. I keep hearing that it, it's getting better. You know, I, I'm still not making the effort to watch it right now because I want to see how good it gets, if it gets good at all, to, you know, to my standards anyway. Now, as far as the WWE is concerned, it's not about a wrestling product with them anymore. Their goal every Monday or every Friday night is for Michael Cole to say something that trends on Twitter. And it's been like that for months. So why is it when TNA does it, it's like, oh, well, they should, tr they, they should change the name of their company to, to trending nonstop action. What? 
you know, I thought TNA last night used their Twitter comments and their pushing of Twitter in a different way than the WWE does. The WWE tries to come up with funny things and funny sayings and boots to asses and Cena has no balls and, you know, whatever Michael Cole spits out of his mouth. You know, TNA's reasoning for doing it was to try to promote their product. You know, and I thought they did a very good job last night with the Twitter wall behind Mike today. I thought that was very creative. See, Trey, I think that what we should do from now on is we should we should feed into this. I mean, we should we should make wrestling news live about Twitter. I mean, we're not here to inform and entertain. No, no, we're we're here to trend on Twitter. If we're not doing that every Monday night, then we're doing something wrong. Because if the number one wrestling company in the world, the WWE, is doing that, why aren't we doing that, Trey? I mean, I don't get it. If TNA's doing it now, why aren't we doing that, Trey? I don't get it. I'm on Twitter right now. Let's see if we how many people we can get to put hashtag <laughs> Hashtag Wrestling News Live and see if we can get it trending on Twitter. Oh, I'm just going to put hashtag WNL. Hashtag, that's what I just put. I just sent it out. I just, you know, I feel like we're not doing our job. I mean, it, well, yeah, it, I mean, I don't think we're taking advantage of all the, 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 the media that's out there. I guess not. You know, but I mean, my thing is, my big beef is people in our business that are supposed to be our equals, people that do this wrestling radio thing, you know, why hate on it? It's like it's like TNA's a boat. And I understand they've got holes, and they're going down, and there's the iceberg right ahead. But in their defense, they're plugging a lot of those holes also. You know, and stopping the water from coming in the boat. Now, have they plugged all the holes? No. But they're on their way. They're doing the best they can. Yeah, the water, the boat's still taking on water, but not like it was. And it just bugs me to be able to sit here and listen to somebody, you know, who, because they didn't like the product six months ago, bash on that pay-per-view last night. You know, that pay-per-view had great points to it. It furthered storylines. It made you want to watch what happens on Thursday, which will lead you to lockdown. You know, and it had good matches in the ring. It was entertaining. I just don't know why people can't say, yeah, TNA still sucks overall, but I did enjoy the show last night. I guess that's what I'm getting at. In a roundabout, long-winded way. Uh, that's what it you're just saying. A, it just amazes me how people are, though. I just... I want to take psychology to analyze the brain, I guess. I don't know. Just be you, Trey, and I'll be me, and we'll just be happy. (laughs) I'll be me. You'll be you. Oh, wait. What, we're singing the Barney song now? What the hell, man? I I don't know. I was just trying to think of something to put it to. You're killing me. I'll tell you what. Why don't we go ahead and uh, bring on our cohort, our colleague, who better have watched motherfucking Goonies. By the time he gets on this motherfucking program. Or somebody's going to truffle shuffle right now. So let's go to the phone line. And I believe we have with us, ladies and gentlemen, he is one of the hosts of the TNA edition of Sunday Night Showdown. He's also the co-host of the Pro Wrestling Rewind. And he's the official Raw recapper right here on Wrestling News Live. Give it up for the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. What's going on, dude? How you guys doing tonight? 
Uh, probably better than you. You going to truffle shuffle tonight or what? Uh, I don't know about truffle shuffle, but I did watch the Goonies. Ah, yeah. but here, JJ, herein lies <laughs> the, the coup de gras for us. Rewind it back to last week where Bronx said, look, out of anger, I'm going to watch the Goonies, all right? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to get a copy. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to like it. I guarantee you it's not my kind of movie. And then, unprovoked, volunteered his next little nugget of information, which was, if I do watch it, and I like it, then I will sing on Wrestling News Live. And I'll be damned if I didn't see the first post of the Goonies from the Bronx was that he liked the movie, and it was a good movie, and he enjoyed it. So guess what that means? means next week he's singing. That's right. A little Wrestling News Live initiation time. (laughs) You did it to yourself, Bronxy. Oh, well, tell me, Bronx, before we actually get started with the Raw recap, what did you like about the movie? Bronx, hello. Really? That, that, that much, huh? Bronx, come on. Really? I know he's there. I know he's there, too. Bronxy! Hello? I don't know what happened. I apologize. My microphone muted itself. Are you kidding me? That's because you probably have your options on Skype where it sets things for you. No, actually, I don't. But what I was trying to say was my favorite part was the the mother (laughs) throw mama from the train. She was great. Ann Ramsey, I I loved her. You know what? I I loved her back in the day. You know, she, uh, she, God, ugly woman, man, but just cool. Now, you talk about a woman that fell out of the ugly tree, hit every branch, and then that motherfucker fell over on top of her. I also liked how Chunk sold out like a bitch once he got caught and basically admitted every goddamn thing he'd done wrong in his life. I mean, that was that was cool. <laughs> um, it, it was cool. I liked the way that Mikey was smart enough to know to leave one-eyed Willie shit alone. Right. Which ended up fucking up the bad guys at the end. So you actually watched the movie and enjoyed it? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I'd give it like a B, B, B minus. I mean, I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie ever, but it was cool. I liked the ending, how they, you know, fucked those millionaires because uh, no one bothered to check that they had uh, rubies in their, uh, what was it, a candy pouch or whatever. And they ended up being able to save the town and their homes and all that. Um, It was, yeah, you know, I I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I'll man up and say it was pretty pretty good. All right, well, next week, unless JJ has any songs up his sleeve, your mission for next week. And JJ will get JJ the, the karaoke version so you have music to sing along with. But your mission for next week will be to sing none other than Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. Okay. And I don't want you just to go through the motions. I want you to sing like you're auditioning for American Idol. No, 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 no. Not New York, New York. No, 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 no. Uh oh. No, 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 no. I tried to help you. I tried to let you get off a little easy there, buddy. No, 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 no. 
Let's see. We made Crelly sing the Power Rangers. <laughs> what diabolical well, Wasn't that of his thing. own volition? <laughs> kind of it was, yes. Let's see. If we're going to do a Frank song for him, then I would say My Way, not New York, New York. Well, the best Frank song ever is one for my baby and one for the road. May says the Humpty Dance. Now, well, I'm down with that. I am down with the Humpty Dance. Humpty Dance is perfect because I know every word by heart. Okay, so Bronx will be performing the Humpty Dance live next week on Wrestling News Live. Cool. Good call, Mays. All right. So we, we have that out of the way. So I tell you what, we're on a, we're on a time schedule. So, so why don't we go ahead and I'll play this, uh, this, this sounder. We'll uh, let Bronx run down what happened on Raw. Then we'll comment after he's done. And, you know, uh, we, may, we may need to eventually go back to the actual Raw theme for our Raw intro. Uh, we might, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really digging the Seinfeld theme, man. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny I mean, when you think about it. We might eventually go back to it, but for now the Seinfeld thing works. So with that said, it's time to do the Raw recap, folks. What's the deal with CM Punk's family being all hooked on smack? dollar question all right guys raw opens up with cm punk coming out punk talks about his dad and the comments by jericho last week and says his dad is now recovered from alcoholism but jericho comes on the tron and says that uh punk's sister has had trouble with drugs in the past and insinuates that she would be willing to sleep with men to get those drugs so again Jericho goes over this week, and he looks uh, uh, like he's really getting to CM Punk. Our first match of the evening is Big Show versus Kane. And, of course, Cody Rhodes shows up to once again show a montage of the Big Show's most embarrassing moments. Kane wins because of a distraction by Cody Rhodes. Rhodes comes in the ring and attacks Big Show. He handcuffs him, puts on boxing gloves, and wails the shit out of the big show with those boxing gloves. So again, once again this week, Cody Rhodes looking strong against the big show. Our next match is Santino Morella versus David Otunga with uh, Johnny Ace and, of course, uh, Teddy Long at ringside. David Otunga wins because of a distraction by Johnny Ace. And then Johnny Ace and uh, Theodore Long get into it again, and Long slaps the shit out of Johnny Ace, uh, leaving this open once again, further, uh, you know, carrying on this uh, GM versus GM, team versus team uh, match at WrestleMania. We then see a a really cool promo uh, for a guy named Lord Tensei, who, for those of of you who don't know, is the recently re-signed A-Train Albert, who is going to be returning to the WWE, apparently. 
Um, our next segment shows The Rock. He talks about wrestling history in Philly, talks smack on John Cena, and threatens to shove a Philly cheesesteak up Cena's ass. And next we have Daniel Bryan versus Zack Ryder. And at the end of this match, of course, Zack Ryder taps. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, your winner is Daniel Bryan, who runs out saying yes, 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 once again. They actually bring up the John Cena car accident today, which I'm sure you gentlemen will get to in the news. Our next match is John Cena versus Mark Henry. John Cena wins with an attitude adjustment, a holy shit moment, but not to be overshadowed. The Rock comes out and Rock bottoms John Henry, basically to show his strength. And he runs off and, um, you know, John Cena is left looking at the rock like a deer in the headlights. Um, they mention, <clears throat> pardon me, that um, Ziggler and Biff Swagger have been added to John Laurinaitis' team at WrestleMania in the GM versus GM match. Uh, we have a brief Divas segment where they talk about their match at WrestleMania. The Miz comes out. And uh, he is versus Sheamus. The Miz loses once again to the bro kick by Sheamus. Um, Orton comes out. He talks about Kane, talks about how, you know, when that last year he saw some humanity in Kane, but now no longer sees that, that Kane is basically a monster and that he will have to beat him at WrestleMania. We have another match with Biff Swagger. And Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston and R-Truth. Biff Swagler and Dolph win. And uh, we have a cat fight between Oksana and Vicky. Basically because Vicky cost um, the match for Kofi and Truth. And in the end of Raw, to close out, we have Shawn Michaels who comes out and says he doesn't know, you know, he doesn't know if he can be impartial and then of course triple h and the undertaker come out and they talk about hell in the cell how many hell in the cell matches there have been and in a really really interesting turn of events the undertaker says that sean is better than triple h that sean is the better competitor and that ladies and gentlemen is how we end out raw tonight um not a bad show, not a great show, but not bad either. Couple no, of things, I mean, couple of things. First of all, first <laughs> of all, I know where you're going with this. I got one question. Who the fuck is John Henry? <laughs> Did I say John Henry? You said John yeah. Henry. The chat's been going ape shit nuts for the last five minutes. John Henry now is t trending on Twitter. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, what, what, was it John Henry the one that worked on the railroad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paul Bunyan yeah, yeah. was that was the big lumberjack, and then John Henry worked on the railroad. So, yeah. Anyway, so now we know who John Henry is. I think you met Mark Henry and John Cena. Obviously, got the two confused yeah, people. Get over it. Come on, yes. come on. My my question is to those that say, well, how, how do I want to word this? Um, you know, when we get those conversations, JJ, when I say the thing that I like about TNA 
is that everything on the television show has a purpose, that every match has a reason. Yep. You know, and you, 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 you go back about six months or five months or four months to the WWE when they were just having matches except for the main event. The main event was the only thing that really mattered. Now you see an example of what the WWE can do on a Monday Night Raw when everything has a reason. And tonight, everything had a reason. There was no match out there other than John Cena, Mark Henry, but because it involved The Rock later, it tied in. But other than that, every match had a reason. And every match had a purpose. And everything was geared towards WrestleMania. And that's the way to book a show. Can you not see a difference in tonight's Raw and six months ago? I mean, you had The Rock. You had HBK, Undertaker, Triple H. You know, all of this in the in, in one show. You know, you had Sheamus out there. You had Daniel Bryan out there. They furthered that. The Cody Rhodes Big Show thing. They furthered that. Everything out there tonight had a reason. Can you not see a huge difference? Oh, absolutely I can. And I love the fact that, I mean, you know, we're just, again, we have one Raw left before WrestleMania. And I love the fact that everything is tying together nice. You know, I've heard people bitching that, oh, well, you know, there's only seven or eight matches this year. It's been like that for a couple of years now. WrestleMania doesn't have 10 to 15 matches anymore. No. You know, that went out in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, it's they don't obviously have, you know, 100 different tag teams in the WWE right now. So not everybody gets to work the card. Are they probably going to have a dark match battle royal? Yeah. I'm sure that most of the people that work for this company will be in some way, shape, or form at WrestleMania and utilized in some form or fashion. Now, going along with what you're saying, absolutely. Everything tied in tonight. Uh, A couple points of interest that I want to talk about really quick. Punk and Jericho, the promo was fantastic. I love how he swerved Punk and said, okay, I was wrong for talking about your dad. That's an off-limit subject. I will never do that again. But your sister, on the other hand, you know, it kind of brought me back to when he used to make fun of Stephanie every week on Raw, you know? Um, I, I really like where this is going. And this is a feud trade that a couple months ago, you were like, I have no desire to see this. There's nothing for him. Jericho is just lost in the shuffle. And now, close to WrestleMania, they've really done a good job of really cementing a story here. Um, My only concern is that I really feel like Chris Jericho has to beat Punk at WrestleMania for this whole run to mean anything for Jericho. But can I tell you why I'm even remotely interested in this, this match now? Oh, absolutely. Because of the promo that Punk cut tonight. The part where pro, the part where Punk said, you know, you're an obstacle. I can, sure, I can go around you, and I can go over you, and I can even dig a hole and go under you, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go right through you. And when he said that, I went, holy shit, this is getting good. He's pissed off. I want to see these two go at it. No, and I- then Jericho cuts the promo he cuts, and all that does is take my chocolate donut and put sprinkles on it. No, I, I'm telling you. even better. I'm telling you, I think that Punk and Jericho have the opportunity to steal the show at WrestleMania. There's always that one match at WrestleMania that you think, okay. It, it does. I just hope they don't jerk the curtain with that match. No, I think Sheamus Bryan is, is going to be the jerker. You think so? I think so. But, I mean, it's the It's the one match that... 
you know, has a it's another match though that has a chance to be best match of the night. Although, you know, I don't want to sound hypocritical, but I'm going to tell you because of what happened tonight, which is all I can tell you because I can't predict the future. I can look at the past and I can see what happened tonight. And because of what happened tonight, Jericho Punk elevated itself above my my give a shit level for for uh, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. I will say that. I'll go on record saying that right now. Oh, well, God, you got to see this, boys. On Twitter, speaking of Twitter, CM Punk typed, finally watching Walking Dead AMC. Chris Jericho replied with, hanging with your sister, huh? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that that's fucked up. And, you know, uh, apparently... John Henry and Brett Michaels will be inducted into the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania. You know, it, it's sad. I had my JSK moment, and I haven't drank a drop of anything but soda tonight, and I fucked that up. That's, you know, my Brett Michaels moment on Wrestling News Live. But, hey, <laughs> you did get Biff Swagger right, so I'll, I'll give you props on that one. Oh, yeah, Biff Swagger. He's looking more like Biff and Biff, you know, more like Biff every damn week. Well, you know, apparently he's trying to grow his hair out, so they've got this new haircut going for him, um, <laughs> which, again, to me, he looks like Biff Tannen, and I think even Mindwipe said that. He looks like Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. Uh, it's just, it's comical to me. Now, this whole um, this whole GM versus GM thing is starting to get interesting. Um, I, I am, I'm well, I, I hear you say that, but... You know, I really think that Miz is going to end up being the last member of Long's team, and I think that you've got one of two ways to go about here. You put him on Long's team and you help Long win, and you turn Miz face, or you completely screw Long and solidify a heel turn and move to SmackDown after the draft now, for the Miz. Now, now, here's the deal. Did you see me type this in the chat earlier tonight? No, I did not. Okay. My theory is this is all a rouge. This is all a setup by John Laurinaitis to not allow Miz on Team Raw where he should be and be captain of. But it's all a setup for him to end up on Team Teddy and screw Team Teddy allowing the Raw side to win as it will be unveiled as a big story and a big plan of Team Laurinaitis. No, I, I think that might be the direction that they're headed. Well, I mean, do you do it at WrestleMania? You only have one more Raw left. I think, I mean, how do you play it off? Do you say at WrestleMania that Teddy Long is short one guy and Miz comes out as a surprise and either backs Long or ends up screwing Long and well, joining with, you know, Laurinaitis' team? This is real simple. You uh, go backstage and you show a segment, a vignette, if you will, or as JSK used to say, a visionette. You go backstage and you show Teddy Long in his office and you show him talking to Santino about, you know, tonight's the big night. And, you know, Santino's trying to pump up Teddy Long and Teddy's walking around pacing back and forth all nervous. And Santino says, son of a gun, what are you so nervous about? And he says, man, we're down one man. We're, we're, you know, it's a handicap match. And then Miz comes into the office and begs Teddy to let him join Team SmackDown due to the fact 
he's been punked for weeks by Team Laurinaitis. And he wants to show him why they should have taken him in the first place. And and that's that's a good way to go about it. I'm still thinking that uh, the final SmackDown next week before WrestleMania is where you see Miz join Team Long. I don't think they're going to wait till Mania. Now, I think I think it's going to be SmackDown. Let me take it a step further. Because of the fact that the Miz screwed Team Teddy, and Miz is a Raw participant, that now sets up a feud between the Miz and Santino, where Miz becomes the Intercontinental Champion. You mean the U.S. Champion. Or U.S. Champion, rather, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I I don't know if that's the direction it'll go, because I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a downgrade for Miz. Well, I, I don't think so. I mean, you're not doing anything else right now. At least having that belt lends credibility to you. I'd rather have the Intercontinental or U.S. title than no title at all. Now, there is another rumor circulating around that has Miz interfering in the Rock-John Cena match. Seeing as how, if you think about it, a year ago, when he was main eventing WrestleMania with John Cena, The Rock was was involved in that matchup, too. So I can almost see the same setup with The Miz coming out, you know, maybe interfering in it, and, and, you know, causing some sort of, you know, either Cena to win or The Rock to win, setting up for something later down the road. I mean, either way, he needs to stay relevant. And I think that that's what his character is doing right now is trying to find a way that he can be relevant on the card. I mean, we'll see if that happens, but that's just one of the rumors that I've heard in recent weeks. All in all, I thought Raw tonight was a solid A. I had no beefs with anything. Um, the only beef I would have had was was why you would let John Cena face Mark Henry coming off of A, a car wreck that you publicized, and B going so close to WrestleMania, it's not fair. If you're not going to make The Rock wrestle, you shouldn't make Cena wrestle, number one. Number two, I know that somebody's going to have an argument with that, but what's fair is fair. If you're going to put Cena in a match with a monster like Mark Henry, it's only fair you put The Rock in a match as well, or you just don't put Cena in a match and you let them promo each other. That's just that's the way I see it. Um, but because they tied The Rock into it, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um I have no problem with tonight's Raw. I think they did everything they were supposed to do to get where they're going. Now, I, I, I tell you this. As far as that is concerned, um, I hear you. I, I kind of felt like when I heard about this car accident and Harmony had messaged me earlier today and told me about it, I almost felt like it was some sort of a work by the WWE. You know, like to keep him a, out of the ring. Yeah, this was a storyline. You know, they're going into, and I know the joke was made in the chat room earlier, and I was thinking the same thing myself that maybe Rikishi did it. He did it for the Rock. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, the, there's all kinds of different you know jokes that are circulating. God damn, Rikishi! I'm tired of you running over my opponent. <laughs> I did it for the people. I did it for the Rock. Um, no, I, I don't remember who said that in the chat room, but uh, you know who you are, so credit goes out to you. But uh, and another bright spot to me was was Cody Rhodes tonight. I, I'm loving this kid. Quite yeah, frankly, he he's has stepping stepped it up. You know, we t- and I talked about this on Unplugged the other night. Um, the fact that you and I talked about how Dolph Ziggler was the most improved guy a year or two ago. You know, yeah. last year he was he was your guy. I mean, he was uh, Cody to me has taken that role this year. 
and he has run with it. He's had a long run as the Intercontinental Champion. He's taken it to Big Show. I mean, I think we, we can see the writing on the wall, and it's in crayon. There's no way Big Show comes out of WrestleMania not winning against Cody. No way in hell. He's been owned by Cody for weeks now. And tonight, Cody handcuffed him and brought out the boxing gloves and beat the shit out of Big Show. Yeah. And that's exactly what he needs to do to get the advantage going into WrestleMania. Yeah, I love that myself. I mean, I like the way that – Yeah, and you know what it is, too. Cody is, is one of these guys who's saying that, yeah, you're bigger than me, you're tougher than me, but you know what? As they're coming for me again, at the end of the day, you know, I can get in your head. And Cody is making Big Show regret all those funny skits that he did years ago. I mean, remember how many how many of us in the IWC were bitching a few years back when Big Show was coming out and impersonating people and he was just portrayed <laughs> as, you know, this big goof instead of the monster that it should be. I liked it though. I liked when he was when he was Hulk Hogan and, you know, he came out as uh dressed up like Rikishi. Uh, you know, I, I I was actually into that, but I think Big Show is better as a dominant, you know. Uh, he'll, okay, what's going on, Trey? Uh, <laughs> I just was sitting here thinking, with all those sirens in the background and us being sponsored by BET, I wonder how many of our black listeners hit the floor or took off their headsets and ran. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maze in the chat room says, freeze, nigga, gunshots. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Sprinkle, it, it, sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm telling oh, you. I got tears in my eyes. Holy shit, that was funny. It's getting bad. I mean, oh. Saturday night, I had a pay-per-view in front of my building, a drunken pay-per-view in front of my building. This bitch got so drunk that she fell down about three times outside, and the cops came, and ambulances came, and, you know... I apologize for the background noise. There's no way to avoid it. This city's done. I just I mean, thought that, that, that we, because we uh, released the information that we thought it might be Rikishi behind the wheel, <laughs> that the cops were after Rikishi. I didn't know. <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I was afraid they were going to come to the studio. Um, you know, that's happened yeah, once before. I was surprised I didn't take off my headset and fucking bail. <laughs> I mean, on a serious note, that guy who was driving that Mack truck or whatever that hit Cena's car, they're lucky that, you know, Cena's a level-headed guy and didn't get out of his car and beat the living shit out of that guy. Well, it's John what? Cena, not fucking, not fucking Scott Steiner, you know? It ain't Ric Flair. <laughs> no shit. He's not, not going to get out and cut a promo and slap the motherfucker. Woo! No, I'm, not to, I'm not talking about cutting a promo. I'm talking about beating someone's ass for almost killing you. Fucking Scott Steiner. Well, accidents happen, Bronx. I can yeah, see I mean, Scott Steiner happen. getting out of the damn car, jumping up on a pogo stick. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> he just cut in a fucking promo. And then just beat the shit out of this guy. No, I mean, shit happens. I mean, obviously nobody was hurt. And, you know, thank God. I almost felt like it was a storyline going into it. And I thought, really, this, this whole Mark Henry match that he had tonight, you know, Mark Henry was dominating him. And, of course, you know, at the end, John Cena pulls out the attitude adjustment out of nowhere. He has that intestinal fortitude. The fire still burns, you know, and he manages to, to get Mark Henry up. And I almost felt like tonight would have been a good night to beat John Cena down and not let him come out on top. Well, I would have liked to have seen him get him up on his shoulders and then crumble down to, to his knees because he was selling this 
car wreck injury that they, if he wasn't hurt and everything's okay, why'd they make such a big fucking deal out of it? Well, exactly. I mean, look, like I said, though, you've got Breaking John news, Cena. John Cena took a shit today and there was no toilet paper in the bathroom. Put it on the front page of WWE.com and send it out to all the news sites. You know, and then, and then he, add to the I'm story, sorry, and then add to the story that The Rock's the one that made sure there was no toilet paper in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's Super Cena. You know, the bottom line is maybe he was hurt, but he wasn't going to sell for the 18-wheeler that hit him, you know? Well, you know what? Here's the thing, (laughs) and I've said this many times before. The thing that makes me hate John Cena more than anything, you know, here's the perspective, folks. I was a big Hulkamaniac growing up, loved Hulk Hogan. Now I can't stand the douchebag. But back in the day, loved me some Hulk Hogan, all right? Even Hulk Hogan sometimes didn't overcome the odds. Because you have good taste, dude. You know? (laughs) You got good taste, dude. Now, even Hulk Hogan didn't overcome the odds sometimes. You know, he was beaten down by The Undertaker. Um, He got got smashed by the earthquake, you know? To me, John Cena is just too powerful a character. He's just, he's too super Cena. You know, nothing you do can take this guy down a notch. And that's the problem. That's what bugs me more than anything about this guy. Is that is that you just, you know, he can get hit by a fucking diesel, walk away from it like he's fine, and get thrown through a fucking lighting rig, and then still have the power to walk out the next night on Raw, limp a little bit like he got hurt. He can get fucking DDT'd on a fucking concrete floor, and then still manage to beat two guys. He can get in a car wreck today and then have a brutal match with Mark Henry where Henry beats the shit out of him for fucking 10 minutes, and that yet he still has the power to fucking F you the guy or attitude adjust the guy, whichever one you want to call it. The I, only time I've ever seen him show the effects of a, a match was either the JBL backstage beatdown or... It was the big show throwing him into the damn light. One of them, he one of those, he sold the next night and couldn't compete. I mean, would it, would it have been such a bad idea to have Mark Henry beat him tonight, based on the fact that he was in a car accident tonight? I mean, I mean, think about it for a second. Would it have been such a bad idea to play that out and have John Cena get beat tonight? The Rock still come down to the ring, rock bottom Mark Henry, and then just kind of look at John Cena in disgust and walk out. To add to it. I mean, I can see it right now. John Cena gets beat. He goes to put the Mark Henry up for the attitude adjustment. His knees buckle because of the car wreck. The announcers now are, are where the, this is where the announcers come in and they're important. You know, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler are saying, oh my God, Cena's showing signs of effects from the car wreck today. He's not 100%. That's why he couldn't get Mark Henry up on his shoulders. Blah, 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 blah. Mark Henry then just rolls him over and pins him. One, two, three by putting his weight on him, and then while celebrating in the ring and Cena's backing up into the corner, selling the fact he just got beat, here comes The Rock. The Rock shakes Mark Henry's hand and holds his arm up and then gives him the fucking rock bottom and then just claps and looks at Cena and shakes his head like, if you can't beat him, motherfucker, you ain't got no chance in hell of beating me. Exactly. Well, that's almost what I thought was going to happen. You know, when Cena was attempting to get Henry up, I was like, he's not going to be able to do it. You know, I thought that to myself. I'm like, you know, Cena's going to collapse under Henry's weight and not be able to do it. But he did do it. But, you know, the only thing I 
I'll put out there is that I do want to give a little props to John Cena to be able to compete flawlessly tonight because I'll tell you, about five years ago, I was in the car with my mom, my uncle, my brother. My uncle was driving, and thank God he knows how to drive really good. An ambulance decided to cut into our lane of traffic, which means that the ambulance was going the wrong way in our lane. And if it wasn't for my uncle's quick reflexes, we almost died. I mean, I was in the front seat. I mean, the the Grim Reaper was on the side of the road jacking off. He was ready. And I mean, that night, I had a little trouble sleeping. I'm like, you know, God damn it. You know, I almost died. And I did. We all came close to getting killed, me, my mom, and my uncle. For you to get in a severe car accident and be able to go out there and compete and not show any signs at all of the shit you went through today, because I don't give a damn how tough you are. John Cena had to be scared. Car accidents are some scary shit. So, yeah, they could have used the car accident, and they should have. But kudos to John Cena for being able to come out and just have it not affect his work or his promos or his psychology at all. Well, okay, and you make a good point here, but here's here's the problem with this scenario. When I heard that they were going to have him go ahead with the match with Henry tonight, I thought, WrestleMania, two weeks away, what happens if John Cena gets injured tonight? I mean, what happens to your big WrestleMania main event that you have promoted for the last now, year? Was it something that we just said should happen, or was it something that actually happened? Didn't Vince go backstage and tell people that were working with John Cena to take it easy? He did. Yes. All right. Well, then whoever's behind the wheel of creative tonight dropped the, the ball because he shouldn't have been in a match tonight. Not if not after they not after they announced it and promoted that car wreck the way they did. If they'd have kept it hush hush and we found out about it like in a couple days, that's different. But the fact that they made such a big deal out of it, they shouldn't have put him in a match tonight. It was just that's that's backwards booking to me. Yeah, but the whole thing about keeping it easy on John Cena was backstage something that the casual wrestling fan wasn't privy to. We're privy to it because we're members of the IWC. You know, well, it's not. How like, many of those people out there watching that show tonight you don't think has a laptop or a computer at home? Well. If I can find out about it, they can find out about it. People are ignorant if they think that the wrestling fan by 2012 have not found dirt sheets. You're a fucking goddamn idiot if you don't think the casual wrestling fan is looking at wrestling websites. It's true. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. that's just ridiculous to think that well, way. Well, I mean, okay, and, and, and let's, let's be honest here. Obviously, people have computers. They have access to the World Wide Web. Look at your goddamn f- cell phones. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you watch Raw in every Monday night. You watch SmackDown every Friday night, and you're reminded of it. The whole program. What's trending on Twitter? What's on the website? The new look of the website. Check out our brand new look. Check out our website. Well, if you're going to WWE.com, chances are you're going to WrestleZone. Chances are you're going to, you know. Wrestling-Online.com. Wrestling-Online. Chances are you're going to SNS. Chances are you're going to, you know, all these other sites, you know. So, yeah, you're an idiot to think that the people aren't. Aren't, aren't looking and aren't listening. And like I said, if I can find out without trying, then so can they. But then again, I got, 
you know, Wrestling Dash Online sending me that shit to my email. So you know what? I don't have to look for it. You know what? Another highlight on Raw was, and I, we'll, we'll wrap this up here in a second. But the last highlight that I have for Raw, well, there's two. Uh, before we get to the big main, uh, our big main event showdown with Triple H, Undertaker, and HBK. I'm telling you, man, I'm liking David Otunga. I mentioned that in the chat tonight. He is, I mean, he's getting better. And the guy's got a great physique. He probably has one of the best bodies. He is a a blessing in disguise to that company because they use him in the correct way by putting him out there on that Be A Star campaign. He's well-spoken. He's the kind of guy you want your kid to grow up to be. Athletic, good-looking, a wrestler, <laughs> you know, a lawyer, successful, a Harvard fucking graduate, dating a fucking, you know, millionaire pop singer. I'm telling you. you know, if, if, if you could pay that career out for your child, you'd do it right now. I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time before this guy's going to be a big deal in this company. Slow but sure right now. He's got all the tools. He's good on the microphone. Like like you said, he's very well-spoken. He's got probably he's got the best physique in that company right now. Dude is ripped. He and is I mean, jacked. he looks natural ripped. He doesn't look like yeah. you know, he's a guy who I, I really can't say he's on roids. I mean, he's just he looks like a guy who's one of those gym addicts. You know what I yeah. mean? He's a he's a he's a gym rat. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> so, but what was your favorite part of uh, Hunter, Sean, and, and Taker? My my favorite part had to be. Triple H getting in the ring and saying, as much as Sean likes to think this is about him, it's not. And getting in Sean's face and then turning and going, it's about you and me. I loved when Undertaker personally said that uh, Sean's better than you. And then Sean had that big shit-eating grin on his face. You know, and then but you, he, noticed, you noticed when Triple H turned and looked at Sean, that grin went away. Yeah, but he, he put it back on, too. But the then minute, he put it back on when Triple H turned his attention to the, to, the, to the taker and then he smiled at him as, as the show was ending and i thought man i'm liking this dynamic i'm liking where this is going well i can see at wrestlemania sean just getting pissed off and super kicking the shit out of both of them you no know? I, I you know what i really think that that could happen but i really think it's going to come down to him accidentally kicking triple h i think that taker's going to do something to piss yeah. him off he's going to kick I, triple h and, and taker's going to get the win and then sean is going to be like Fuck, you know, I just screwed that up for Triple H. I yeah, think but, I think it's gonna go the other way. I think Sean's gonna try to screw the Undertaker to help Triple H, and it's not gonna matter. And Taker's gonna win anyway. Well, I mean, anything that you have Sean involved with at WrestleMania, you have a problem. You know, Sean, we know basically he's never gonna come back as a wrestler. So no. if you have Sean screw someone at WrestleMania whether intentionally or unintentionally, well, that means you have to give a conclusion to it and no. Sean have to keep coming back. No, no. Not if Sean hits Undertaker with sweet shit music and it doesn't cost him the match. As long as he's still able to win, he doesn't have a beef with Sean. He got the win anyway. True, true. So, and, and my opinion is, my theory and my way of thinking is, you know, he, he beat Sean twice. He will have beaten Triple H twice. And three times. Now not, three times. But now not only has he done that, but it took both of them to try to win, and he was able to beat DX as a whole. Yep. Yeah, true that. That is true. true. That. 
despite their despite their efforts of planning it out to where it looks like Sean and Triple H are at odds, even though they're not. Triple H had enough power backstage that he implemented Sean. We'll find out later. He implemented Sean as a special guest referee as a plan for DX to take out the taker. It backfired because the last thing that Triple H, or the one thing Triple H wanted was to have DX responsible for killing the taker streak to go down in history, and it backfired on him, and he lost. Now, Sean goes away. Undertaker doesn't have a beef with Sean because he won anyway, and it's all over with. True that. True that. Well, now, I mean, as far as my letter grade guys, I, I know you guys want to move along. I give Raw, I give it an A minus. I mean, I, I'm impressed. You know, it's a shame that W W whoa WWE can't maintain this level of entertainment. You know, throughout the year, it seems like WrestleMania, they step it up. WrestleMania comes and goes. And then they just, you know, go back to the same shit that we're used to. I mean, last week's Raw was great. I thought this week's Raw did what it needed to do, being a uh, go-home show before the go-home show. And, you know, next Monday night, we're probably going to get a lot of, you know, shenanigans to build up to WrestleMania. It's a shame that they can't have this attitude all year round, but as far as tonight, well, A minus. I enjoyed it. Here's what's ironic. JJ will appreciate this because he likes to, to use his brain, but here's what's ironic about the way the IWC works. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? A little too ironic. Yes, I, I really do um, think. Here's what's ironic for the way the IWC thinks. The IWC will go and talk about how great tonight's show was, how great tonight's Raw was, how it was entertaining, bullet point, how it forwarded the storylines to Mania, bullet point, and every match had a reason, bullet point. But now last night, they shit all over TNA's pay-per-view because it was entertaining, bullet point. It forwarded all the storylines it needed to to get to not only Impact, but to Lockdown, bullet point. And every match had a reason, bullet point. And both shows were promoting the shit out of Twitter, bullet point. That's the, ir- that's the ironic part about wrestling, and that's, that's what kills me, is that for every reason the IWC loved Raw tonight, it's the same reasons why apparently they hated TNA last night, and it makes no goddamn sense. Well, I will say this. From everything you just said, all those bullet points, the only thing that had more bullet points last night than uh, what you just talked about was the season finale of The Walking Dead. Holy fuck, did they go through some ammo. They went through some ammo. but That's, uh, that's a story for another time. Um, the last thing that I thought was pretty good, and again, I'm a rock fan, so of course I liked it. Loved his promo tonight. I liked how he talked about the warrior, and you know he, he it was brought old up Savage. School. It's almost like he'd cut that promo before. Yeah, he. You know what? He probably has, but he, uh, he kind of has. When he stood up on the stage and imitated Ric Flair, and went, "No, no, that's not it." Ooh, yeah. No, 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 that's not it. Hey, remember if, that promo? If it works, man, go for it. I mean, it's not like he's here for the long term. I mean, he says he's not going anywhere. He'll always be a part of the WWE, which I understand. It's in his blood. It is in his blood. But, you know, he's only doing this short-term program with Cena, obviously. It's the only reason he's here. 
He's going to put Cena over. I mean, anybody that thinks otherwise, I mean, come on. You've got to. It, it makes no sense for John Cena not to walk out of that fucking show. The victor. Maze says, does WWE push Twitter during pay-per-views, though? Yes. Yes. They do. Or they do. Hell yeah. But, you know, JJ, moving on real, really, really quick. I'll keep it within one minute. The Walking Dead, you know, my mom, I actually gave her the archive to Unplugged. I don't know if she listened to it yet or not. But she loved, loved Shane. And when I told her, I said, hey, mom, you know, my boy JJ, you know, he was a big Shane fan, too. She had asked me a question. There was a guy who she couldn't stand in The Walking Dead. And she wanted to know if you hated him, too. And I apologize. I can't remember his name. I had PM'd you on Facebook and asked you. It's probably the old guy, Dale. I couldn't stand his ass. Dale. Oh, my God. My, it's weird. She hated fucking Dale. <laughs> well, you know, like, okay, here, here's my issue with Dale really quickly. You know, he, he had to be the, the center of morality. You know, the world has changed, people. You got people that are fucking walking around dead, and they're all trying to fucking kill you. You can't be like, oh, well, maybe we could use this guy in our community. You know, talking about Randall, the guy from the other group that they left behind. You know, that they tried to figure out what their group was going to do with him because it seemed to me like he was a snake and he, the first opportunity he was going to bolt and go find those guys and they were going to massacre. This is a group that, like, raped girls and killed them in front of somebody's, in, in front of the father of the girls. You know, like, like seriously. And Dale's like, well, I think that, uh, I think we should make him a part of our community. Uh, you know, uh, we, you know we, we can't lose our humanity. Humanity's dead. All you've got now is the Walking Dead. You got to make decisions. You got to do things that you normally wouldn't fucking do. You got to do unethical things. You know, like shoot Otis in the fucking kneecap to save Carl's ass. <laughs> it's what you do, folks. I'd do the same goddamn thing if it was me and Bronx or me and Anthony Farley. Boom, your fucking kneecap is gone, and I'm out of there, buddy. Thanks. I, I don't have to outrun you. I just got to outrun the lion. No shit. I, 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 I don't have to outrun the lion. I got to outrun you, actually. I'll remember that, you know, if we ever get in a situation. But no, she, damn, it scares me. You know, she thinks exactly the way you think. She loves Shane. She hated the shit out of Dale. And, uh, you know, when I told her about how you guys talked about. That's, that's, that's funny. Because I, I, I think more like Rick. You know, I, I'm like, I. I see your point, Shane. I see your point, Dale. You know, I see both sides of that coin. Yeah, I see a guy who was left behind by the other group. But I also see that, you know, there's Dale, Shane, Rick, and uh, Glid, and T-Dog, and then Daryl. I'm like, okay, so there's what, six guys? One more guy in the group? That's not going to hurt. We might need the manpower. You know, if we get overrun by these motherfuckers, I want everybody that could shoot a gun. And you know what the funny thing about T-Dog is? The only reason that motherfucker's still alive is because he's been in a fucking house chilling, smoking a blunt, and maybe playing some Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker that kicked in with the Xbox. That, <laughs> he's like, that would oh, be me. y'all need me to work? I'll let the white people work, and I'm going to fucking smoke a blunt and play some Xbox. Fuck y'all. Fuck that. I'd be in the house. If that shit went down, I'd be in the house with as much alcohol and drugs that I could find. And if that didn't kill me, the second them fucking walkers broke down my door, I'd put a bullet in my head. Fuck it. The world's over. 
What's well, what point? I didn't understand like, about last night, what I did, one of the things that I that I, I thought last night was was good. I didn't think it was great. Neither did um, Harmony, for the record. She thought it was horrible. I mean, I mean, for it to be the big season finale and blah, you know, here we go. You know, I expected a little bit different kind of the storyline. I don't, I, I don't like the fact that, that, that people are turning on Rick. You know, every one of those motherfuckers, except for the blonde and Rick's wife, well, even Rick's wife at one point, every one of them except that blonde bitch that he fucked wanted them to get rid of Shane. Every one of them had a problem with Shane, was afraid of Shane. Well, he fucking killed Shane, and now they're all pissed off at him. Well, you can't have it both ways, motherfucker. You know, and, and that kills me that his wife was all cold to him, and I'm like, you know, it's just a matter of time before she fucks somebody else in the group. You know, I would have said right then last night when he told her what he did, and she pulled away from him and wouldn't touch him and was all pissed off, I'd be like, so what's the deal? You know, the whole time he was alive, you were telling me that, you know, the fact that you fucked him was because you thought I was dead. You know, now, did you want to be with that motherfucker? Was I in the way? You know, I would have been fucking pissed. I would have just let her walk off. We'd have had words. Like, Aaron, goddamn tell you that. But the part that, that, that bothered me about last night, and you may have to go back and watch it to truly understand what I'm talking about. When the walkers all started heading towards the farmhouse... And they caught the barn on fire. Did y'all notice that anytime something major happened, like an explosion or a gunshot, it got their attention and they went towards it? Why in the hell didn't they just bunker down in the basement of the house like they had talked about doing before? When uh, Herschel said, I'm going to pack the basement with food and supplies at least enough that we get us by for about two weeks. Why in the hell didn't they have somebody like Daryl on that motorcycle distracted them, lead them away from the fucking farm, and then circle back and come back? Because if you notice, when what's-her-name, the blonde chick, I can't even think of her fucking name. Andrea. Andrea. When she gets left behind, and she's running around trying to get away, they're all walking by the farmhouse as if the motherfucker was invisible. There wasn't one walker trying to get into that goddamn house. Well, last I checked, they can't open doors. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, they broke through that fence, you know, because there was enough of them. And like Rick said, you know, if we all go to the house now, they'll tear that place apart. But if the walkers in the barn couldn't get out of the barn before Shane opened it up, they shot them all. What leads you to believe they could break into that fucking house? Well, you know, what kills me is they're driving fucking vehicles. Get some speed up and run over some goddamn fucking zombies. Yeah. Well, you know, like when T-Dog runs out of bullets and goes, ah, fuck it, and starts running over motherfuckers. Save your bullets. You got tires on the car. Once you get them whack -a -mole. down. It's time for fucking whack-a-mole, motherfucker. Well, Just drive around killing bitches. Well, like, seriously, you've got tires on the car, on the truck. All you got to do is get them down and fucking run over their heads. They're fucking, it's like a watermelon. It's done. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny, you know, I'm catching up to The Walking Dead because I hadn't gotten into it too deep until, you know, you guys had talked about it. And I'm, I'm still on season one. I've watched about seven episodes now, six, seven episodes. I'm trying to catch up and it is a great series. But when my mom came over the other day, I'm like, do you think, uh, what's her name, the pregnant chick? Uh, Lori. Lori. I'm like, mom, do you think, and, and you know, luckily I can 
I can say this to my mom. I said, don't you think, you know, she's kind of a slut? And my mom's like, no, no, no. You know, you have to look at it this way. It's the end of the world. And she. Yeah, whatever. It's the end of the world. I need some dick. Okay, mommy. You know, well, listen, you know, it's mom. So I got to side with her. I'll get my ass kicked. But bullshit. she seems to be a fan of Lori. You know what? If I can convince her one night, if you guys cover this again on Unplugged, I may try to get my mom to call in, and that wait could for, be wait, epic. wait, wait for season three. Okay. Well, JJ and I, JJ and I have some side plans possibly for season three. But the the only other time we'll be talking about this show is this Friday. Yeah, because it's over now. Yeah, it's, it's over. Me and Charles are going to recap what happened and you know give our thoughts on it. And I will say this to, to close this out because because we got to go to break. I yeah. do want to say this: that if a zombie apocalypse ever happens in Canada, I'm golden because I'm not going to get a fucking snowplow from down the road. And I'm going to run over every goddamn zombie in fucking town in my fucking snowplow. All right. Shifty said that you know hitting a deer fucks up your car. Running over people would eventually add up. No, they're squishy. Not with a snowplow, dude. You got sharp edges. I'm going to fucking be beheading some motherfuckers. Well, I'm just saying, if we're in our defense of running over the motherfuckers, they're squishy. No, they're not going to hurt your vehicle. Yeah, you know. possible. Yeah, I mean, JJ, will, you know, you'd be going back to your video game roots playing Frogger, you know, like but one zombie, two, three, four, five motherfuckers. You know, JJ be running over motherfuckers till he runs out of gas. And Lexi, no. and Lexi will be right there beside me. Get him, Daddy. Run him over. Run him over. Run him over. Mother trucker. <laughs> Mother trucker. The kid's violent. I was playing some Street Fighter Cross Tekken the other day. Beat him up, Daddy. Beat him up. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Anyway. Pitbull, Pitbull says, come on, everybody's calling Lori a slut, and I don't disagree, but it's the end of the world. Who on here wouldn't fuck as many as you can? Well, I understand that, but if I'm Rick... And I come back to the group, and I find out that she's been fucking Shane. My first thing would be, you know, A, it had only been a couple months. B, who was watching the kid while you were fucking? You know, I'd have a lot of issues with, with her and Shane's relationship. Yeah, but in season three. And I damn sure wouldn't be buddy-buddy with Shane. I, you know what I mean? I'd be like, hey, mother, you couldn't wait for me to get out of the picture so you get in my wife's pants? Well, and it was very obvious when he came back, you know, the way he looked at Lori. It was like, you know, he's like, God damn, man, quit fucking my wife in front of me here. You know, it's like, what are you doing? But in season three, does Lori, like, find this real good-looking zombie and, you know, inspect the dick and say, eh, no rigor mortis. Okay, baby, let's go. Lori's not going to be around long in season three. My Probably mom not. cannot ever hear this show because she will disown me what i just said probably so probably so all right on that note we're taking our first commercial break we're going to come back with some uh, news of the week sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com so with that said i want to say adieu to bronx thanks for joining us man good good job on the recap tonight uh well other than the name fuck up, which I'm a little bit embarrassed about. I apologize, Oh, guys, don't be, man. It, it, hey, we all make mistakes. I do it from time to time, too. It's all good. Speak for yourself. Trey does I'll it never, all the time. So. I don't ever fuck up. Okay, Trey. <laughs> I'm, I'm flawless. Anyway, with that said, we will be back with more Wrestling News Live right after this. Say goodbye, Bronx. Goodbye, Bronx. <laughs> good boy. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> You ass better call!
You didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunny, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart, but... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you Pro Wrestling Nostalgia, featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time! Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. While lesser designers would shy away from putting 300-pound men in spandex, you embrace it. Yes, you do. Pushing fashion to its limits, literally, you pair tights with a cape, a leotard with a mask, leather boots with a thong. All understated ways of saying, I'm going to rip your head off and look fabulous doing it. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Guy. Because without you, a man crushing another man's head in his arms would just look silly. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Design. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri.
in March of 2012, the two former hosts of the popular CauseCast radio show, The Phenom, Charles Shane, and Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ68, reunited on Friday nights to cover WWE SmackDown, the latest news in the world of professional wrestling, the world of gaming, and entertainment. If you tune in on Friday nights, starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, on the SNS Radio Network located at www.snsradionetwork.com. Perhaps you can listen to the U-Team on the new Unplugged. The band is back together! News Live on the SNS Radio Network. All right, guys, we're back right here on Wrestling News Live, the SNS Radio Network. And uh, before we actually jump into the news of the week, there's some things that I want to discuss really quickly. Uh, again, I mentioned this at the first of the show. We do have a new website here at the SNSRadioNetwork.com. And uh, Rick Hendrickson, Slick Rick, if you will, sent me some bullet points I need to hammer out to you guys. Uh, Of course, joining me on the show, he is the host and founder of Wrestling News Live, the one, the only, the motherfucking Trey Dog, the outlaw of the IWC. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Website looks great, by the way. Or so he claims to be. I do, I do. Uh, Website looks great. Uh, I was supposed to tell you earlier, probably off air, that Rick broke the widget. Oh, he told me. Okay. He said, I broke the widget. Make sure to tell JJ. I said, okay, I will. He broke the widget, but he gave us two toll-free numbers. Right. So, I mean, you know, it it works itself out in the end, right? Exactly. All right. So, uh, let's go over the list here of what we have. Uh, for one thing, the SNS Network 3.0, as we're now dubbing it, uh, here's the feature list. Number one, we'll have news. Uh, we have news from wrestling, gaming, and MMA news, courtesy of uh, WrestlingOnline.com, um, TheDailyGamePad.com, VirtualSquaredCircle.com, which is Charles Shane's latest website, and uh, CrooklandsCorner.com. So we're kind of covered with MMA, video game, and wrestling news on the site, which is cool. You don't even have to go to those other websites. You can just come right here and get all everything that you need, which is pretty damn cool. Very damn cool. Very damn cool. Uh, number two, 
24-7 streaming. Um, basically, we're going to be streaming our archives. Live shows will also air on the on Channel 1, I believe. We're working on, I think, a secondary channel that's going to be like the best of SNS where we play classic episodes of Wrestling News Live, uh, Unplugged, Pro Wrestling Rewind. Yeah, just, you know, episodes that, you know, we, we feel that are uh, some of the funniest shows we've done, whatnot. We're still working on that. We're going to get together uh, as a group and put some things together. So that is something else that we're doing, the 24-7 streaming. So check that out. Um we have something called TuneIn Radio Integration, which Bronx has been talking a lot about over the last couple of days. <clears throat> um, we're available on TuneIn, which is available on all smartphones, Google TV, Yahoo TV, uh, WDTV, Roku, and Apple TV. So another way that you can listen to the shows here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, it's not just a tagline. The world is definitely listening. And if you don't, you know, if you're not listening, you're obviously not trying, folks. That's right. I was actually uh, cleaning my apartment and listening to, uh, I believe it was the latest edition of the um, Elite Force podcast the other day. So uh, I believe Chuck W. was on, so it was, oh, yeah. it was entertaining. The Midweek with Chuck W. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have iTunes integration. Every single show is now available on the iTunes store. Search for SNS Radio Network and pick your shows. So there you go. Let's see. Custom show pages. Each show has its own subsite with a custom sidebar, which features Twitter and Facebook and the SNS uh, RSS feed and iTunes link. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Toll-free listener hotlines. We now have two toll-free lines that will ring the SNS radio network free of charge. We have a revamped chat with 10 different streaming options. New streams include HD and flash streams. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Me either. And it's my network, motherfucker. Is, sprinkle, I mean, some, sprinkle some crack on them. I'm, man, this is crazy. I mean, seriously, looking at the site, it's beautiful. I'm loving this new look. This is great. Uh, we have backup strings, ladies and gentlemen. Two new backup strings provided by Mindwipe Studios. So there you go. When we have that overage of traffic, we now have backup strings, uh, streams for you guys. Thank you, Mr. Mindwipe. And we also have Facebook comments on shows. So now you can comment on our shows on your Facebook, which could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. Because there's a lot yeah. of dinks that like to say stupid shit on Facebook. I want to punch him in the face. So there you go. But uh, I wanted to hit those because Rick had sent that to me, and I wanted to make sure that we, we got you guys aware of what's going on. There's also a YouTube video if you don't understand how to use the website. I mean, if you know there's something you have a question with, uh, check out the SNS Facebook page and look at the video. And Rick goes into great detail explaining everything on the site. So there you go. Now, with that said, we should go ahead and transition into some uh, news of the week sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. If you haven't checked them out, please do so and sign up for the newsletter and join over 27,000 other subscribers for free. You get this thing three to four times a week, and it gives you all the latest news and notes in the world of professional wrestling coming right to your inbox. You don't even have to go to websites. You can just go to your email, and you've got everything you need. So sign up if you're not a subscriber. Um, it's definitely worth your while. So that said, let's go ahead and jump into the news of the week, folks. 
Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now the news. You know, we talked a few weeks ago about how The Rock is uh, is having a little bit of fun after each of the Raw shows he's been on. Right. And uh, this past Monday night, last Monday, uh, he actually sang happy birthday to a fan after Raw went off the air. The Rock stayed around to have some more fun with the crowd. He pointed out to a woman who had a sign that said, Sing to me, Rock, it's my birthday. The female fan was excited. The Rock spotted her and told her, he told her to calm down and stop bouncing up and down. Before he started singing, he pointed out another sign that read, Marry Me Rocky. The Rock thanked the fan but informed her that tonight he had to see Cena's mom, so it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> going back to the birthday girl, Rock asked her what's her name, and just as, about, just as she was about to say it, The Rock did, It doesn't matter! But stopped halfway through, saying he's only kidding as the crowd laughed. Rock then sang happy birthday to Beth before heading to the backstage area. You can catch this video over at wrestling-online.com. Once again, another thing that The Rock does to kind of entertain the fans, he's always done that, him and Stone Cold both. So it's nice to see him going back to that uh, now that he's back with the company, even if it is for a short term. Um, Apparently, a video for the latest induction in the WWE Hall of Fame was pulled from last week's Raw. Uh, the video for Mexican luchador superstar Mil Mascaris uh, was pulled from last week's Raw. It was supposed to air during Raw, but there was no place on the broadcast for the two-minute, ten-second presentation due to other segments that ran over. Mil Mascaris was announced to be joining the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2012 in mid-October during the SmackDown tapings in Mexico City. On the night, Triple H came out and introduced the legendary mass luchador to the Mexican crowd, Mascaris is, in fact, the uncle of former WWE champion Alberto Del Rio, and Del Rio is expected to be the one inducting him come March 31st at the Hall of Fame ceremony. I still think it's shitty that you didn't find time to put Mil Mascaris on the broadcast. Right. You know, and correct me if I'm wrong, we didn't see one tonight, did we? No, we did not. And there's Mil Mascaris that we haven't seen, and supposedly Yokozuna is one that's being rumored. So maybe next week we'll have the video vignette for Yokozuna. Time will tell. Um, speaking of Raw and John Cena, apparently he has uh, granted a wish to a 12-year-old suffering from cancer. Former WWE champion John Cena continued his often non-publicized work for granting wishes for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and on Monday, prior to Raw in Cleveland, he met a 12-year-old kid whose wish was to meet him. The boy, Dylan Christian, who was diagnosed with cancer for the fourth time, and this time around he lost an eye due to the disease. That, that, I, that's horrible. That's horrible. I feel so sorry for that kid and his family. Four times this kid's gone through this. And he's only 12. That, that just sickens me. To make matters worse, his mother lost her battle with cancer a few years before. Dylan's dad said he was counting down the days till he could finally get to meet him in person. The visibly emotionally, the visibly emotional single parent then thanked everyone who was involved in making his son's dream come true. Joining Dylan and his father 
or his grandfather as well as his best friend. Just the fact to see him smile and not sleeping, it's a blessing, his grandfather said. The Fox affiliate in Cleveland has a video of the story, which you can also catch over at wrestling-online.com. Sad story, but good on John Cena. Like I said, I may not like the guy, but I respect the shit he does outside the ring. That's that's why I like, you know, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of his in the ring, but that's why I like him as a person. Apparently, there is a campaign going on for uh, for Kelly Kelly. Uh, she's in a running for Maxim's Hot 100 for 2012. Last year, last year, Kelly made it in the 82nd place in the 2011 Hot 11 with Maxim publishing a photo of her in camo trousers and red, white, and blue bikini holding an American flag. Former diva and current girlfriend of George Clooney, Stacey Keebler, is also on the list for a potential spot. Keebler was the 2010 list, but missed the one last year. So you can pick your favorites over at uh, www.maxim.com slash maxim slash hot 100 2012. So there you go. Kelly Kelly fans, go vote in mass. That means you, Trey. Already voted. <laughs> You've already been there twice. Right. Just in that last little sentence, Trey's been there twice. Now, an interesting story came up this week, and it involves your home state of Oklahoma and, well, my former home state of Oklahoma. I'm so embarrassed about this. Apparently, and I'm still having issues with this, this whole thing, apparently the Athletic Commission has decided to ban all professional wrestling and combative sports like UFC in the state of Oklahoma as of March 31st this year. This is insane. I mean, there's a lot of little wrestling promotions that operate in Oklahoma City, and I think, well, even Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Lawton, I can think of a few. And uh, because of this, you're not going to have any wrestling or combative sports after March 31st. I guess the deal going on here, excuse me, is that they want you to pay a tax if you want to do a wrestling pay-per-view where you pay them like $80,000 a year. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story about the Oklahoma Athletic Commission. I dealt with him firsthand back in 2004, 2005 when I worked for NWA Universal slash NWA Oklahoma. And those guys were assholes. Let me tell you, every show that we ever did, whether it was Tahlequah um, or any other place, Tulsa, you name it, any town that we were in, Muskegee, we always had problems with them. Uh, I mean, if you looked at a fan the wrong way, there was the threat of them closing down the show. And I think it's bullshit, and I think it's wrong, and I think this puts a huge black eye on the rich history that Oklahoma has especially with professional wrestling. I'm disgusted by this. Yeah, they're pretty tough in Missouri, too, for the same reasons you cited for Oklahoma, but this is just ridiculous. And it's, it's It mostly was generated over mixed martial arts, more so than wrestling, but wrestling just got balled into it with, with everything. So I think this is ridiculous. Well, you know, it is what it is. I heard the WWE is in favor of what they want to do. And, you know, WWE is supposed to come back in October. So we'll see if that ends up happening. Uh, I think they've got a show in, in, I think, Tulsa? Or is it Oklahoma City? I can't remember. But they've got a show coming up in October in Oklahoma. 
So we'll see if that happens and, and what goes down. But they're in favor of, you know, paying a tax on pay-per-views and everything else. So we'll see what happens. But either way, I know Jim Ross isn't happy about it. And, you know, most Oklahoma natives aren't very happy about this. It, it does put a black eye on the business. Um, let's see. Other news stories going on this past week. Um, former WWE Tag Team Champion and father of current diva Natalia Neidhart, Jim Neidhart, was... Well, arrested and sentenced to five months and 29 days in jail. The anvil was arrested at the Hillsborough County Court in Florida for contempt of court while he was there attending a hearing for previous charges that were brought against him in 2010. Back in September 2010, cops arrested Neidhart for felony possession of a controlled substance, burglary, and grand theft. On the afternoon, he was charged with two counts of possession with intent to distribute two counts for trafficking illegal drugs, burglary of an unoccupied dwelling, and grand theft for property stolen between $300 and $5,000. Jim Neidhart, of course, is the father of current WWE diva Natalia, who, well, as you know, has a farting problem on the show. Very sad. I'm just, I'm afraid they're going to do something horrible to Natty's character now. So Jim Neidhart had gas in court, they held him in contempt? Pretty much, yes. Damn pretty sad isn't it pretty much now we know that uh you know former diva stacy keebler is dating well who is it george clooney the cloonster the cloonster she looks good right now too oh my god well do you know what's going on with tori wilson these days hold on a minute tori wilson is dating a rod correct that's right tori wilson and her boyfriend new new york yankees third baseman alex rodriguez Atta boy, A-Rod. We'll be attending WrestleMania and all the WWE-related events leading up to the show that weekend. Wilson joined the WWE in 2001 after a contract uh, was one of the few that was transferred over from WCW. She was eventually released from her contract in May 2008 and then returned a year later at WrestleMania to be a part of the 25 Diva Battle Royal. So, uh, you know, Keebler... Clooney, Wilson, A-Rod. That's two girls that A-Rod's fucked I'd like to have. <laughs> Tori Wilson and uh, oh, what's her name? I just blanked. I just had it in my head. Um, <laughs> oh my God, what's her name? Give me a hint. I can help you. She was in the movie um, with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah, Kate Hudson. Yeah, he fucked her, too, bastard. That's Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love me some Goldie Hawn. Apparently, the rumor on Kate Hudson I heard on my radio station today, she's dating some new rock star who's evidently very ugly. Because the DJ said, that just goes to show you money and talent will get you lots and lots of chicks. Dude, women love musicians. Oh, I know. I can attest to that. Let's see. Love, uh, love me some groupies. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, other news going on right now. Uh, a Divas tag match has been announced for WrestleMania. Only this time it's, uh, well, it's not a Divas title match. No, no. It's better than that. Current Divas champion, Beth Phoenix, and Eve Torres 
We'll be taking on the tandem of Kelly Kelly and Extra's host, Maria Manunos. The angle was shot for Extra TV, which was shown on the show. Manunos was interviewing Kelly Kelly in front of a crowd in Los Angeles when Beth and Eve interrupted the interview, telling her she needs to interview someone who matters. After Phoenix grabbed Manunos by her face, security interfered, and the Divas champ challenged her to a WrestleMania match, which the TV host accepted. This is not Maria Munoz's first involvement with the WWE. Last year, she participated in an eight diva tag match during the Tribute to the Troop show, and uh, Munoz pinned Beth Phoenix. She also guest hosted Raw as uh, as well in the past. So there you go. You want to see how great her body is? Oh, my God. Type in Maria Menounos hosts extra in a bikini because she had a bet with her boyfriend, and I can't think of who her boyfriend was. Or no, it wasn't her boyfriend. It was a bet she made with Tim Tebow or something, and it was over the Super Bowl. If she lost the bet, she had to host extra in a bikini. I'll check that out. In other news, WWE Studios and Lionsgate have come to terms on a two-movie deal. Um, they have a two-film deal that will kick off with the reboot of Leprechaun. Yes, you heard me correctly. Leprechaun. A 1993 horror movie which starred Jennifer Aniston. Variety reports that both Lionsgate and WWE Studios will share producing costs as well as team on marketing strategies while Lionsgate will handle the distribution. The movie is set for a 2013 release, although so far no writer, director, or cast has been announced. Uh, anybody else thinking Hornswoggle for the Leprechaun? <laughs> That's typecasting. Well, you know, you got to find something to do with the little guy. Um, we've been looking for ways to continue our relationship with Lionsgate, and we saw Leprechaun as the perfect opportunity to take a well-known franchise and put a modern-day spin on it. It's a property that we believe our audience will respond to and continue to look for ways to surprise and engage them, said WWE Studios head Michael Luizzi. This will be the third movie that WWE and Lionsgate have worked together on, the previous two being Kane's See No Evil and Stone Cold Steve Austin's The Condemned. Upcoming films for WWE Studios include No One Lives, starring Luke Evans, WWE's Brodus Clay, Barricade, starring Eric McCormick, and The Day, starring Lost Dominic Monaghan, Sean Ashmore, and Ashley Bell, which was purchased at the 2011 Toronto Film Festival. Getting back in bed with the movies. I thought they were going to end this shit. Well, I did like See No Evil and The Condemned, so... You know what? I really enjoyed The Condemned. I mean, See No Evil wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. But I thought The Condemned was a good movie. I liked the premise. Like well, yeah, but Cedo Eagle was one of those movies, if you didn't go into it expecting a fucking Oscar performance, for what it was, it was good. Kane is, a, you know, in a slasher film. Sure, why not? Did I don't you know, play John Henry in that movie? <laughs> I don't know if John Henry was in that movie. Oh, I forgot what his name was. I thought it was John Henry. Okay. Uh, apparently, Kmart is still in business. I, I thought they went out a while ago. I haven't seen a well, Kmart in a long time, so... But anyway, still there. Kmart uh, is teamed up with WrestleMania to offer a WrestleMania 28 chair for an online promotion. Ever wanted a WrestleMania pay-per-view chair but couldn't afford the ringside seat? Well, here's your chance to get a WrestleMania 28 chair. 
Thanks to Kmart, the retail giant announced that it will be offering the limited edition chair to customers who spend $30 or more at Kmart stores across the country or online. Man, they're hard up for business. The $30 or more spent have to be on WWE items purchased through April 7th, and those who are eligible can obtain the coupon with a promotional code printed at the register during checkout. The chair will cost $75 plus tax, and it has to be paid by April 30th through Kmart.com slash WWE. We are thrilled to provide this exclusive limited edition chair as a way to reward our devoted customers and offer them premium products that touch on our passion points, said Andrew Stein, Vice President and Interim CMO of Kmart. Knowing that these chairs will never be available again makes them collectibles, which we know makes them even more highly valuable to our shoppers. I can't talk tonight. Man, Kmart's hard up for some money. Dude, I'm, my mother worked for Kmart for years. She was in a management program and would have had her own store one day. But, like, seriously, Kmart has just been dogged out by Walmart. The rise of Walmart destroyed Kmart. Oh, no. Fuck, I even worked for Kmart for, like, two years. Back in 93. I didn't know that. I'm surprised they're still open. I haven't seen a Kmart in 10 years. Yep, they're still all over Oklahoma. Are they really? Yep. Where the fuck are they in Oklahoma? I never saw one when I was there. Tulsa? Owasso? I've been to Tulsa. I guess I just wasn't looking for a Kmart. And I've been to Owasso. I guess I didn't see that one either. Oh, well. Owasso's blowing up. Is it really? Oh, yeah. It's got everything. It's got at least every, one of everything Tulsa has down there. Let's see. I did a lot of traveling to Muskogee. Did a lot of Tahlequah. I went to a lot of different places in Oklahoma, man, for, for wrestling shows. I just don't remember Kmart. I remember Target. Oh, well. Target, I, Target's still out there, too. Hey, it thrills me to know they're still in business. That's awesome. Here's one from the TNA books. A couple stories, actually, about TNA. Slammiversary. This year will take place in Arlington, Texas. Not Tennessee, where it's been held for years was announced during yesterday's show that Slammiversary pay-per-view will be held at the University of Texas at Arlington inside the College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. Slammiversary is considered one of the flagship shows for the company and is usually held around the same date when TNA had its first ever show years ago. This will be the fourth time that Slammiversary will hold the pay-per-view on the road with 2007 2008 2009 also held outside the impact zone in orlando the 78 million dollar facility opened in february of 2012 and this will be the first wrestling event at college park center it seats around 7,000 in a basketball setting it just sucks that they work in these like small arenas man yeah 7,000. i mean it's not a lot of people to get in there but it's a start it is a start. I'll give them that. Um, other things going on with TNA. Apparently, Repo Games host Josh Lewis is set to make an appearance on Impact in the very near future, according to TMZ.com. They're reporting that Spike TV's Repo Games host has signed a deal with TNA to be a part of their show for an upcoming angle. Lewis, a real-life Repo man, is described as a big-time wrestling fan and TMZ was told that Lewis would like to make wrestling his full-time job. 
It's not known if Lewis will actually wrestle, but the site quotes the source saying that he will be getting physical one way or another. Any thoughts on that story? Well, I do like the show Repo Games. It's all right. But uh, I don't know what this does for them. I mean, I don't know how many people watch the show or even know who they are, but we shall see. We shall see. Now, a couple interesting things. Over the weekend, uh, former WWE talent, uh, A-Train, Prince Albert, his actual name is Matt Bloom. He also wrestles in Japan as Giant Bernard. Was denying reports. A rumor had gotten out that he had re-signed with the WWE. He said that those reports were false, that he'd be doing a tour of Japan, that his wife just got pregnant recently, and uh, so he'd be on the next New Japan tour. Well, if you watched Raw tonight, you saw a vignette for a new character that's going to be debuting, possibly on the Raw brand in the very near future, called Lord Tansy. And it is, in fact, the former A-Train, Matt Bloom. So he has, in fact, signed a deal with the WWE, and it looks like uh, from different news affiliates, WrestleZone is also breaking the story, that he signed with the company, and he's going to get a push upon his arrival and possibly be in some way, shape, or form aligned with Johnny Laurinaitis, which kind of gives you the feeling that he's going over in this GM versus GM match. So there you go. A-Train making his return to the WWE. Uh, for those of you that don't know, A-Train has had a very successful career as Giant Bernard in Japan is considered one of Japan's top stars. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him uh, in the WWE. I mean, obviously this gimmick seems a little weird as uh, we saw the tattooed bald head with all the Japanese symbols. So it's going to be interesting to see how this character plays out. But uh, I hope that they give him a better push this time around than before. And I think that given the opportunity, he's really going to be an asset to this company. So I wish him the best. Yeah, good luck. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm getting, I don't have any confirmation on this, and I'm not going to pull up a window, but uh, there's breaking news from the chat room tonight that FCW is being closed down. That all the. I, I read something that uh, had been tweeted by Justin Labar that uh, it, it was the same thing. So, from what I'm understanding, they're closing down FCW. Florida Championship Wrestling is not going to be a developmental territory anymore. They're moving all those developmental talents to Stanford, so I'm not really sure what's happening there, but uh, that's the news as of this moment. I'll have more on it on Unplugged once the story unfolds, but uh, for now, that's going to do it for my news of the week, sponsored by Wrestling-Online.com. That kind of sucks, though. I liked FCW. I thought they were doing well. Well, you know, there was a report what last year that were, you know, um, they were going to send National Waltman down there to kind of straighten things out a little bit. Right. I don't know what happened. Did that never happen? Well, I don't know, dude. Seems a little weird. I saw Kevin Nash tweet that he'd like to do one more match with CM Punk. I bet. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take our final break? Let's come back. We've got some emails to do. We're going to open up the phone lines, take a few calls, and then wrap things up on the program. So with that said, you're listening right here on the SNS Radio Network to Wrestling News Live. We'll be right back with more right after this.
This is Cowboy James Storm, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Now it's time for another edition of A Day in the Life of Hulk Hogan. To all my little Hulkamaniacs out there, Hulk Hogan just got back from the club, brother, and I'm about to lay the smack down on some poor, unsuspecting female that I met at the bar, brother. Are you ready for the Hulkster, brother? I was born ready. I've never done anything like this before, but I've seen you my whole life. My brother had posters of you on his door. Well, your brother's got good taste, dude. (laughs) So the question you got to be asking yourself, brother, what you going to do when the 24-inch python runs wild on you? Rip the shirt, Hulk. Rip the shirt. Rip it. Why isn't it ripping? Hulk! Brother, it's not pre-cut, brother. Sorry. How about I just take it off? Okay. 
Are you ready for the 24-inch python? Oh, I'm so ready. I love pythons. Well, get ready, brother. Why did you call me brother? Uh, just to have you don't like it when I call you brother? I, I kind of like it when you call me brother. <laughs> kind of turns you on, doesn't it, brother? <laughs> it kind of does. I do this all the time with Brutus Beefcake, brother. But I, I really want to see the python, Hulk. The python. All right, brother, close your eyes. And get ready for a big surprise. Oh, okay. Hulk? Hulk? Here comes the 24-inch python, brother. Is that like a baby python? Oh, must be cold in here, brother. Give me a second. And while the Hulkster looks for his fanny pack, we conclude yet another day in the life of Hulk Hogan. Van Dam, the whole effing show, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. All right, guys, we're back right here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network, and uh, of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ All Caps Sexy, and I'm joined, of course, by my partner in crime, the founder of Wrestling News Live, the Trey Dog. And uh, we're going to run into some emails here momentarily, uh, but I do want to give out a number. We're going to be taking your phone calls as well. Um, we'll start off with just one toll free number for tonight. The number to call in tonight, I mean, you can call the old number, but it's not toll free. So let's throw out the toll-free number. It's 1-888-751-5925. Once again, somebody put that in the chat for me. 1-888-751-5925. If you're in the chat room, it should be right over the chat. So you guys have access to it. So we'll be taking your phone calls. And getting your thoughts on whatever you want to talk about, the buildup for WrestleMania, Raw, you name it, we'll talk about it. While we're waiting on some phone calls to come in, though, we do have some emails that we need to get to. So with that being said, Trey, let's go ahead and hit that email sounder. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. Uh, this first one comes to us from uh, Fabrice. Fabrice? Fabrice. So, oh, Fabrice. I always said Fabrice. Like no, no. The... Yeah, my, my voice is starting to act up. It's getting a little hoarse tonight. Sorry. It's Fabrice. <laughs> anyway, um, Fabrice says he spoke to Trey last night asking if it would be possible for you guys to give a shout-out on the show to the Bolton Wanderers footballer, Fabrice Buamba. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is not Fabrice. This is about Fabrice. Okay, it's from Andy. Gotcha. Uh, he apparently collapsed during a game on Saturday after having a cardiac arrest. He was yeah. treated by both clubs' medical teams and had electric chargers had to be used on him at least twice. 
Oh man, this is a horrible story. Yeah. All right, hang on. Apparently, second. he's doing okay now, to my knowledge. Um, but to all of our, you know, listeners in the UK and anybody that was a big fan of this guy, um, and even for those that aren't, he, it's, a, it's a sad story. He collapsed in the middle of the field. I was told, luckily, there was a uh, a place nearby um, that specializes in heart attacks and, and problems with the heart. And so he was able to get right into that. And that might be the one thing that saved his life. That is horrible. Apparently he's only 23 years old too. And you know, those soccer players, man, they're in the best shape of anybody. Cause all they do is run. Wow. You know, sad story. So our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to his family and all the fans in the UK. That is sad. That is some sad news, man. I I, I concur, man. Fabrice Mwamba, twenty three years old, man. I hope he gets better. I hope everything's gonna work out for him. Well, let's uh, let's try to transition to a happy place. Um, let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Uh, this is Anthony. Hey, Farley. What's up, dude? Uh, I wanted to say something about what Trey said on yesterday's SNS show. He mentioned that probably wrestling has a problem because they don't have many storylines going out on the same time. Do you think it's because of the fans of the current are uh, currently watching, or is it the product itself? I think it depends on the promotion, and I say that because um, the WWE doesn't care about us anymore. They got our money. Now they're onto our children. I personally don't have any, but. Now they're after J.J.'s money for his children. Um, TNA is geared towards people my age and, and, and a little younger. But the reason for that is TNA's product is different because they're not going after the kids. They're not going after that age group. With that being said, they're able to do more storylines, more adult-oriented content, and... That's why every match has a reason. That's why every match has a storyline. Because kids watching the WWE, all they care about are, you know, John Cena, what's going on with Cena? Why is he in a match? What's going on? You notice John Cena always has a storyline surrounding him. But when it comes to watching the rest of the card, they don't care about storylines. They just want to see two guys in flashy clothes, big men wrestling and throwing each other around the ring. That's what entertains them. They don't have to have storylines to follow that product. You're, you're talking about two different promotions and two different demographics. Um, do you think maybe they might add one more match to Mania before it comes on next week or whenever it comes on? Well, what's out there that hasn't been done? Maybe just have a battle royal. For what? They might have a, I don't know, just have, have a battle royal for hell of it. These are get the guys on Mania. I don't know. I, I mean, who's who's of relevance that's not already on Mania besides the Miz? That's why they did the general manager tag team match. Well, but, I mean, he's talking about, like, a lot of the undercard guys that, you know, should get the opportunity to work WrestleMania. I'm all for a battle royal. I mean, the last time we actually saw one that was televised on WrestleMania was, I think, WrestleMania 17. It was the gimmick Battle Royal. Yeah. That old cheeky baby one. Yeah. 
couldn't get to the ring, couldn't leave the ring. But when he got in there, he won that motherfucker. He humbled a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah, he won because there was no safe way to get him over the rope and to the ground. <laughs> so our opinion is there going to be a battle royal? Well, it's possible. Anything's possible. I wouldn't rule it out, but at this point, I'd probably say no. Uh, not this close to Mania, but who knows? Everybody I give a shit about is going to be on the show. And here's another idea. What they're doing with the show, I mean, Rose getting up, getting Big Show upset. Maybe they're just doing that. They're going to get the Big Show so upset that he's going to get himself DQ'd so Rose would just keep the belt by disqualification. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, you know, it, it is a possible scenario to do it that way, but, I mean, as much as the Big Show has been made Cody's bitch the last couple of weeks... Yeah. Um, I, I just I can't see any way that the Big Show is walking out of WrestleMania not the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't see it. it. Yeah, most likely we're going to see a new champion, which will be like the last one they did, but at least it'll be hopefully longer than a minute and a half. Now, unless, here's something they could do that would throw everybody off. We could see a situation that we saw at WrestleMania 14. I know, that's going back a little bit. That's really the birth of the Attitude Era, okay? Oh, I'm going Stone Cold Steve Austin won the, the title from HBK, and Mike Tyson was involved. There was also an Intercontinental title match in which The Rock was the Intercontinental champion, and he defended that title against Ken Shamrock. Now, what happened was Ken Shamrock beat the living shit out of The Rock, and after the match was over, continued to attack The Rock in which the referee made a call to reverse the decision and award the match and the belt back to The Rock. And we could see that. I mean, Big Show could literally go apeshit nuts on Cody, getting his hands on him after everything he's done to him. The referees could try to stop it, and they may go ahead and reverse the decision. That's the only way I see Cody keeping that belt at Mania. And lastly, about the Walking Dead finale, um... I'm not really surprised about who got killed off because they really just killed off the, well, dead meat or uh, the c cast. And Jimmy got got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was and a bad like, week. It was a, it was a bad week to be a part-timer on The Walking Dead. Did, did anybody else feel bad? I mean, like, when Jimmy got got, I really felt like R-Truth should have been an extra. Damn. Who got got? Little Jimmy got got. The one that got me was the sister. While the two sisters were holding hands and Lori was pulling them out, and the zombies attacked that one sister and just shoot her like a piece of fucking Wrigley Spearmint right there in front of the other one while she's standing there screaming, holding her hand, going, Whoa, my sister! Oh, wait, wait, wait. That wasn't her Fuck sister. That that, shit. Wasn't that like, like a nurse or something? That was an old woman. That wasn't a young girl. No, that was, that was her sister. Wife. That was whose wife? Otis's Otis. wife, yeah. Yeah, it was her sister. God, they were sisters? I always thought they yeah. were... Okay. I, I'm yeah, Herschel got lost. around. God damn, Herschel was a busy motherfucker. Well, Herschel used to Herschel used to like the drink. Wow. So, Herschel getting busy. Herschel had a case of the whiskey dick. I'm, I'm telling you right now, WWE is making a mistake by not covering The Walking Dead. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to see R-Truth recap The Walking Dead each and every week? Damn, y'all. <laughs> little Jimmy got got. And then Herschel had a shotgun shooting all the spiders, and he didn't run out of bullets. How come the black guy gets in the truck and runs away? <laughs> uh, I'm just glad. I'm just glad the black guy didn't die because I can just see it now. Oh, I know, I know. Just wait for it. I mean, 
Just wait the episode, for it. The episode where T-Dog goes down, the black community is going to go ape shit nuts. Nope. And, not, and nope. they're going to be like, we don't have a reason to watch the show nope. anymore. Nope. Not true. So you have the, the Michonne lady. Yeah. She's Michonne. Gonna Michonne is going to take the, the demographic. I mean, T-Dog is worthless. Michonne can, like, cut motherfuckers in half with a katana. Oh, but, is that person black? Yes. Yes. Okay. What was the deal? What was the deal? Okay. What was the deal with the armless, legless? Ah. Okay. Okay. I, I know a little. I know a little bit about this because somebody posted the the the, the, the Facebook and, and kind of told us a little bit about Michonne's backstory. Um, the two zombies that are following her that have their jaws and their arms cut off are her boyfriend and her brother. And so by cutting off the jaws. And the hands, they really can't attack. They're just, I guess they, they keep her company. And it's also keeping the zombies away because um, they just smell the walkers that she has chained up. Right. Okay, so what is, okay, again, the blonde chick, what's her name? Andrea. 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 What is going to happen with her and this fucking katana-wielding black chick? Well, they're either going to be BFFs or she's going to leave and go join Frank Darabont's next project. Who knows? I mean, because she's a, a Darabont favorite, so who knows? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about her leaving, but at the same time, I, I don't know what's going on. They're not actually going by the comic book. I mean, they've changed a lot of things up. So uh, to speculate on what's going to happen, I mean, who knows? I mean, Shane wasn't so supposed to is, be around as long as he did, but he did. What, right? is, what is this bitch? Is she like a fucking uh, walker? Killer or what is she? What's her What's her story here? She's a badass black chick with a fucking katana that kills zombies. That's all I know. And a major fan, I mean, favorite in the comic fans of the comic. Huh? I thought she was gonna end up being a bad guy, so she's a good guy then. She's a good guy, yeah. All right. And I'm glad they showed this in the ending that the prison's not that far, so they might have the whole next season at the prison. Well, they're supposed to. It's going to get interesting real quick. I can't wait. I can't wait fucking eight, nine months, however long it's going to be for this show to come back. Yeah, has anybody got a release date for season three yet? Just heard that's in the fall. That's all I know. Okay. And imagine how many people Lori can fuck before then. I actually think Lori's going to be dead before then. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I don't think she's going to She's going to be too long for this world. I don't know. I think she dies giving birth. To a zombie. Oh, man, that ain't right. Oh, dude, it'd be awesome, though. That's already happened in that fucking one movie. Dawn of the Dead? Remember that bitch gave birth to the zombie baby? Are you talking yeah, about, like, the, the old movie. Peter Jackson movie? I think it was the uh, remix of The Walking Dead. I mean, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, yeah, okay. where, the, where the black guy and the chick kind of leave the group, and they go quarantine themselves in Bed Bath & Beyond. And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that old bitch. That old bitch goes. I'm gonna go check on the the, the the mother and see if she needs anything. That fucking zombie baby came out. Yeah, I remember that now. That was uh, that movie had Ving Rhames in it. Yeah, he was the security guy. He was the cop. That's right. Yeah. Yep, I actually yeah, like that. Peel that peel that motherfucker's cat back. It's a pretty uh, good personation. I've been in my calls since um, you probably got some more people wanting to um, call in, so. See you guys. All right, man. Of all the times all right. for me not to have a gunshot sounder so I could shoot him in the fucking kneecap on the way out. God damn it. Yeah. 
Uh, you, next time you call, I'm going to fucking have a gunshot ready, ready for you for when I hang up on you. Hey, damn. <laughs> Bye. All right, later. Let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Who is it? Yo, this is Big Mike. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? I don't know. Um, at work, as, you, as usual, story of my life. I hear you. But, uh, I want the conversation earlier about the guy you had on uh, who was on the Unplugged Friday. Okay, so the icon definition. So his words, if you never wrestle for the WWE or WWF, they can't see the icon. No, no, that, that's, that's animal. That was Joe Laurinaitis that said that. Uh, Justin Labar says he doesn't feel Sting as an icon, uh, not based on the fact that he never worked for the WWE, but... When he thinks of WCW, he thinks more of the NWO and not Sting. Uh, you know, again, he's not saying because he never worked for the WWE that he's not an icon. That's what that's what Animal said. Oh. Oh, so so basically, Animal saying Rick Flair never worked for the WWE. He wouldn't be considered an icon. Probably. Man, that's kind of. It's kind of stupid. I, I think that's an ignorant argument. Yeah, that'd be just like the Road Warriors if they never worked. You would not consider them the greatest tag team ever to perform. I mean, to me, they did their greatest work when they was in the NWA. What you think? Well, I mean, as far as the Road Warriors, they were just two jacked-up guys that relied on brute force. I don't think they were a great wrestling tag team. I mean, are they considered great? Absolutely. Are they considered iconic? Yeah, you could say that they are. But when you look at it in terms of skill, I mean, they were just two big buff guys. I mean, they brawled with people. It wasn't like you saw a technical clinic with either one of them. I mean, to me, uh, a, an iconic tag team would be a, a team like the Rockers, who went out there and busted their ass every night, you know, and and revolutionized. I mean, with the Rockers, you could say that they brought stuff to the table that nobody else had done before them. I would say an iconic tag team would be the Rock and Roll Express. Well, yeah, there you go. That's another good one. Yeah, but what, what I like about the role was it's like, What's the one, uh, Hawkins who passed away, right? Yeah, he passed away in 2003. Yeah. I mean, his promos, they was like 10 years. I mean, they was like way above. I mean, they could cut like the best promos, you know. That's what I think, you know, like I said, the rapping skill. But the promos, they used to cut. I mean, it was like a promo that you would cut today. Well, I mean, you, if you just go back and look at the interviews that they used to do. No, you know what? I agree with you. I, I mean, when you go back and look at the Road Warriors, um, the interview style with him was perfect because, you know, you'd have Animal who, you tell him, Hawk, well, you know, and exactly. he'd go in, he, he would go into this, you know, long-winded, we snack on danger, dine on death, you know, and we just, just go <laughs> off, you know, and I love that. The thing about the Road Warriors that stood out is those are two guys you would not want to meet in a dark alley somewhere, you know, but at the same time. Exactly. Neither was Doom. I would not have wanted to meet Butch Reed or Ron Simmons anywhere because those motherfuckers scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. I mean, Doom and the Road Warriors, probably the two tag teams growing up that scared me the most. You know, just on looks alone, just on pure intimidation. You know, those guys, they would fuck you up and have no problem doing it, you know? Uh, yeah, they used to. Yeah. Oh, so... I guess, I don't know, like the four horsemen being inducted. Like, I guess I'm on one hell problem with this, but I guess I'm probably on one well enough to remember. I'm sorry. If you're not putting Ole Anderson 
And with the four horsemen, it shouldn't even be, you shouldn't even put them in there. I mean, that's bullshit. I mean, Ole Anderson, the horsemen, the original four horsemen with Ole Anderson, that was the best. I mean, Barry Williams was okay, well, but the original with Ole Anderson, that was the best. I guess if it comes to something like that, and you ask Ric Flair, which they did on Legends, that Legends Roundtable, if, you know, and they ask him, and it was filmed long before the announcement of the Hall of Fame, which four horsemen do you think should be considered the for the actual four four horsemen? And he said that, uh, you know, the four horsemen with Ole Anderson was good, but Ole was always in another place. He wasn't always, you know, there with him. See, the thing about the four horsemen, to Ric Flair and to the four horsemen, they were as tight a unit outside the ring and in their personal lives as they were inside the ring. And he says that Ole was never there. He was always a loner in his personal life. But the other three ate, slept, breathed, shit, lived the gimmick. And that they weren't complete until Wyndham joined the group. Yeah, but and, I mean, if you're, if you're if you're if you're going to go to the expert, if there were, if there would be an expert on the four horsemen and who was the best four horsemen incarnation, mm-hmm. well, I guess Ric Flair would know more than you and I. Yeah, but but I heard Old Nelson speak on that, and he was like. You gonna penalize me because I was a family man. I saved my money. I was, you know, I didn't want to cheat on my wife. I mean, he kind of had a point. He like, I'm, I'm getting penalized because I was a family man. Well, well, uh, now, hold on a second. Ole Anderson is not an angel here. He doesn't fucking like Vince McMahon. He doesn't give a shit about the Hall of Fame. So when it came time for the Four Horsemen to be inducted, he was like, I don't fucking care. I mean, I don't think Ole gives a shit. He really doesn't. I mean, he might think, well. You know, to, to milk a little bit of reaction from people, he's like, yeah, well, you know, I should be up there. Well, the truth of the matter is, Ole was not well-liked in the business. He rubbed people the wrong way. You know, and, and it is a game of politics. That's professional wrestling in a nutshell. It's politics. <laughs> so basically saying, ain't no way in we're going to see the ultimate warrior up there, except in the Hall of Fame speech, right? You know what? <laughs> You know yeah, what? They they extended the olive branch to Warrior two years ago when they were when were they Arizona? Was that last year or the year before? Year before, I think. When they were in Arizona, they extended the olive branch and wanted both the Honky Tonk Man and the Ultimate Warrior, and both said no. And they both said no. Honky Tonk Man had a booking that he didn't want to get out of. I mean, I don't know what you're getting paid for a fucking independent booking, but a Hall of Fame for WWE? Yeah, count me in. And the warrior, he's you know he's fucking loony than a you know. I don't even have a good analogy for the warrior. He's fucking ape shit nuts, man. I mean, he, he's a few uh, he's a few beers shy of a six pack. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that guy's just he's out there. I guess like the Rock said, we don't taste him. He said, didn't nobody understand what the hell he was saying, but he was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good at it. The warrior just came back from planet warrior and the gods were speaking to the warrior and I laid on the lawnmower and the lawn ran me over. <sighs> what? 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 No, I'm freaking out. It's uncomprehensible what he says sometimes. So it's just weird. And yes, I completely fucked that promo up on purpose. Yeah. Just, just for people that are wondering. Yeah, like I said, before I go, I like to give kudos. 
I kind of like the little psychology that the rock casino was doing tonight instead of doing the jazz. We like that, a little psychology when when the rock music came. Everybody was like, oh, he's from the taxina. He's from the taxina. He just went there and gave uh, Marky and the rock bottom and just looked at Cena. I'm telling you, man, that should have went a totally different way. Mark Henry should have got the win because Cena's knees should have buckled out from underneath him. Mark Henry should have pinned him one, two, three. John Cena should have sat there in disbelief. The Rock should have come down. Kind of like what Trey said, shake hands with Mark Henry. The two of them reminisce for a minute or so, and then he fucking hits the rock bottom on him. You know, and then looks at Cena disgusted and walks away. I mean, what more build do you fucking need for WrestleMania? You had the perfect scenario in front of you. Instead, you have Superman John Cena who gets in a car accident today and then manages to overcome the odds after being beaten down by Mark Henry for fucking ten minutes. It's it's disgusting, man. I'm so sick of this fucking character. The day he retires is the day I fucking, like, rejoice. I'm just, I'm sick of this fucking character. I mean, but like I said... What made the Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Hogan, even at the height of their career, they were still vulnerable. They could still lose a match. You never knew that they. You never knew when they could lose a match. They could get pinned at any time, and that's what made it fun. You know. No, I agree. Like I said, Hogan, Hogan didn't fucking win every match. I mean, granted, yes, he won the ones that counted. But there were times when Hogan, the odds were against him. You know, I, I just, I just feel like John Cena is too too powerful. You know, like y- there's nothing you can do to this guy. You know, you got good taste, dude. You know, the the sun the sunlight will shine on him. There'll be like a small hole in the arena top, and it'll be daylight outside. The sun shines down and. Fucking, you know, Kal-El gets the fucking sunlight and fucking hulks up. And it's like, he's like, you can't see me. I'm going to beat your ass. I, I just, I'm sick of it. Like, mm-hmm. goddamn, man. Yeah, and like I said, Pomar Cameron. Now, six months ago, that would have been a great main event. He was like just a bash when he was like just a kick-ass heel. And nobody defeats my how time changed in a couple of months. But But you know what? <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic here. Do you honestly think that if Mark Henry was still getting the push that he was getting, that he would still go over on John Cena? No. Everybody in that company no. is made to go over, or excuse me, everybody in that company is food for John Cena, as a former colleague of ours used to say. They're all Cena food because he's the man. Cena is yeah. Pac-Man, and the pellets are the WWE superstars. You build up a pellet, you know, you, you build up... Pinky the Ghost, which will, will in this in this instance will be Mark Henry. You build him up, and then you feed him to John Cena. It's not about making new guys; it's about feeding that monster that is John Cena. And until that changes, I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, like you're in a constant loop. You're not really building anybody else. It's John Cena. So who says he, he that's a respect man decision? He drives that off. They have a vote on who do you think that, I mean, who do you think is controlling that? Because you can't make new superstars that way. I'm quite sure Triple H, he's been in the game long enough to know the only way you make superstars, you got to get them over the current superstars. That's the only way you can make them. But see, Triple H has no problem putting people over either. We've seen him do it. 
Yeah, I mean, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, all of them never had a problem. HBK put people over. You know? Well, which I don't, I don't think John Cena is going and saying, I'm not going to lose to him. I don't think he's doing that. I think it's just somebody like, no, we just can't afford to have him lose. We are too scared to make him look vulnerable. I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, you've got the new crop of guys coming up, but, you know, they have matches with John Cena and Randy Orton. Who's going over? John Cena and Randy Orton. Yeah. All right, fellas. It's, no. uh, get back to the hell hole, so, yeah, I'll take care. All right, man, get out the closet. Right, Go save some white people. I, I mean, so All right, I, buddy. Yeah. All right, big Mike in the house. Let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? This is DJ. Hey, dude, what's up? Much, much. Uh, I actually enjoyed Raw this week. But yet, you get those people who are saying, you know, Raw could have been better or Raw could have been, you know, more exciting. Yet, if you think about it, two weeks before Mania, you're going to have a shitty wall. It's just, and then, you know, it has to happen. But but you know what? I, 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 didn't, I didn't tell Bronx this, but I, I gave it an A as well. I, you know, I thought it was a good show. The only, the only critique that I had tonight that would have been different is, is the scenario with John Cena and Mark Henry and The Rock. That's the only thing I would have done differently on the show tonight. I thought everything else was fine. I thought it was a good show. It's probably one of the best shows I've seen this year on Raw. Easily. Yeah, John Cena, you know, I know everybody's going to say you gotta heal, you got to turn this guy. And it has to happen, but you can't do it at Mania. You know, if it's going to happen, it might happen at SummerSlam or something else. You know, John Cena ain't turning. He needs turning. to be turned. I know, I know, I know he, makes so much, he's gonna, <laughs> he makes so much money for this company, but, you know. You can't, you can't be... A bad, you can't be a bad guy on camera and then do what he does for Make a Wish and all the other things that he does outside the ring. It just ain't gonna happen. He's this generation's Hulk Hogan on speed. Live with it, live with it, die with it. It ain't gonna change. Quit talking about a heel turn. It ain't gonna happen. And, and I'm sick of people bringing up the Hogan heel turn. The difference, folks, the difference, and this is so important, you guys need to realize this. Hulk Hogan only turned bad when he was a broken-down old man who had to rely on other younger talent to be his henchman. John Cena's still in the prime of his life, and it makes no sense for him to go that route. Now, when he's 50 years old, sure, why not? Be a Hulk Hogan. Be an NWO, you know? But right now, being a bad guy isn't going to sell merchandise and isn't going to make sense if he's out there doing Make-A-Wish things and the things that he does behind the scenes if he's a bad guy on camera it just isn't gonna happen i don't know where this keeps coming from but it doesn't make any sense storyline wise it doesn't work financially it doesn't work from a character aspect it just is not gonna happen it's the iwc wants it and you know i i want it but then there's something saying you know i'm glad he's not a heel because I, who would he feud against, you know? It's He's beaten everybody as a face. And, and that's the yeah. other argument. There's nobody in that company that, has, that he has not beaten, except for The Undertaker, who only wrestles once a year anyway. Like, he has run roughshod over everybody in this company. If you turned him heel tomorrow, 
then you've pretty much closed the company down because there's nobody for John Cena to fight. It's going to be interesting after Mania to see where he goes because think about it. They had to go get a guy who's not even a regular WWE superstar just to have him somebody to fight at Mania. I agree. That is true. I agree with that too. Now, the the other question the other question I had is this Mania card. Would it shock you at all if they had Triple H Undertaker as a main event? Would it shock no. you if they no? No. And the reason is because after everything is said and done, they've got to set up the hell in a cell, and they don't want to set that up and have to tear it down. I'm telling you right now, that is your main event. No, no, they're gonna have they're gonna have the thing that they build over the ring with the cell attached to it. Well, the, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. Cena Rock's gonna be your main event. Yes. You know, I, I don't think this is gonna what? be the curtain jerk. And a lot of people said, well, they gotta they've got to have some way to do it. I'm telling you, even if they have to have a crane come in and fucking place it over top the ring via crane, this thing is not going to be, it's going to be the second to last match. And it's really going to suck for Cena and Rock because they're not going to be able to put on the match that Taker and Triple H put on. I mean, I I really think that Taker and Triple H probably going to be best match of the night. Well, the booking person in me, let's have this match middle of the card. No, middle of the card. I know it's not going to happen because you know how WWE likes to have their matches. You know, I I like your suggestion about Chris Jericho and CM Punk being the first match on the card. Oh, I, I never said they that. should have the Divas. They should have the Divas match, the first match. Get that out of the way and then start the. Match. You know what I mean? No, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be Sheamus Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan yeah. will kick off the show. Yeah, just like last year, Alberto Del Rio and Edge kicked off the show. It was the World Heavyweight Championship. They're going to start with that one, and I would say that, you know, they probably will do the Divas match after the WWE Championship match. It's going to go Sheamus and Bryan, and then the battle for the general manager spot, then the Divas match, then the next title match, or I'm sorry, then the Divas match, then Big Show and uh, Cody, and then Orton and Kane, then the next title match, then the Hell in the Cell, and then Roxena. More than likely, I would say what that's you, what they're going to do. What are your thoughts about this uh, GM match? Do you think it's going to be good match, bad match? Has an opportunity to be second I think best match? I think, it's, I think it's a way to get people who don't have anything else to do on Mania so they can get a paycheck. I think you're going to have some exciting moments in it. Don't be surprised if we see some surprises. You know, We're, we're just now seeing vignettes for this character coming in. Wouldn't surprise me to see A-Train get involved in some capacity because the rumor is he's going to be uh, paired up with Laurinaitis, you know. So I could see him come in and interfere, but I really think you're probably going to see what we've seen in the past with multi-man matches. It's not an elimination match. It's just a a six-on-six tag match. So you'll probably see this person hit a finish, this person hit a finish, this person hit a finish, you know, and everybody will get their finisher on somebody. And then if it goes like I think it's going to go, Miz is going to be part of Team Long, and he's going to fuck Teddy over and allow Laurinaitis to get the win. And then he takes over both shows? Yep. I don't see any way around it. You're not getting rid of Laurinaitis. No fucking way. Nope. I actually do like his character. I'm actually one of the few who actually likes this heel GM because, you know, he brings flavor. 
he brings those bullshit matches that you're thinking that could never happen, you know? He's one of those characters that you, you hate. Right. I'm John you know. Laurinaitis, the executive vice president of the WWE and Raw general manager. I love that he says that every time he comes out. I love mm-hmm. that. Love it. That's just, yeah. Well, that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, I'd like to thank you for that show you guys did on Friday. It's fantastic. Thank you, man. Um, I, 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 I'm starting to like Unplugged a lot more. It's fun to listen to. I just wanted to give you, you know, a heads up. You're doing a wonderful job on that, on that show. Well, thank you, man. Like I said, I wanted to uh, change a lot of factors around. I think with everything we've got going, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a big year for Unplugged. That's what I'm hoping for. But uh, I still have my focus on Wrestling News Live, so no worries there, folks. And uh, you better buy this Resident Evil game because you know it's fun as hell. Oh, did, it, did that come out today? Midnight. Yeah, came out midnight tonight. I heard a lot of bad things, so it, it's cool. It's well, I'm playing it right now as I'm talking to you, and it's it's pretty cool and all. The online's pretty pretty solid, but if you're playing single player by yourself, the computer they're dumb shits. That's what I'm gonna let you know right now. I'll Make check sure it out. Have, like, a team I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it out because. Uh, I'd like to play it, but I, like I said, I heard a lot of bad things, but uh, I forgot that came out, so that, that's pretty cool. Well, then I'll let you gentlemen go. You guys have a good night, and I'll see you next week. Oh. All right, buddy. We'll talk All to right. you soon. All right. On that note, we're going to read our last email and get the hell out of Dodge. Um, this one comes to us from Idaho Studs. Uh, this is his thought on the streak. Hello, Trey Dog and JJ. First off, awesome job, guys, for all the hard work. The new SNS is amazing. But I would like to discuss my thoughts on the streak. I, for one, do not wish to see Taker go uh, go on. First of all, 20 and 0 is iconic. What does 22 or 24 and 0 mean anyways? 20 is a special number and someday can be beat to elevate someone at some point very difficult but possible as taker proves now before i put out what the legacy of the undertaker means to all of us if i actually can because we have our respect for the next generation i would like your thoughts i don't want to see a taker match where it's obvious he can't be the star of the show just to add a notch in his belt also rock haters who would you love a yearly taker visit can i just say hypocrites Sorry, just had to put it out there. Seriously, everyone with SNS, thank you guys so much. Awesome job. Idaho Stud. It's got a point. Yep. <laughs> I think we've said that before. At point's least, been made, but yeah, he's got a point. You know, at least uh, Rock has shown up more this year than The Undertaker has. He's actually True wrestled that. more matches than The Undertaker has. Yep. To my knowledge, by WrestleMania, he'll have wrestled two to Undertaker's one. He's been more physically involved than The Undertaker has in the last year. You know, and he still has a full-time acting gig where he's got this movie to shoot, this movie to shoot, this movie to shoot, and this movie to shoot. So, you know, that's why I I think it's funny when people bitch about The Rock. (coughs) Oh, he said he'd never leave us, but he just brings it via Twitter every week. He phones it in. He's not under contract, folks. Jericho phoned it tonight. You know? Nobody's bitching about Jericho. I mean, let's not forget, Rock's one of the, the key in, ingredients 
as to why the WWE is still in business. Yep. Because if it wasn't for him and Austin in the Attitude Era... You'd be watching WCW Nitro. You'd be watching Nitro right now. And you'd probably be seeing fucking David Letterman and Jay Leno fucking duking it out on WCW Nitro. With Dennis Rodman as the special guest referee. I wouldn't go that far. And David Arquette as the, uh, you know, announcer. I mean... You prob- that's what you'd have with WCW because that's what that show turned into at the end. Well, you wouldn't have that because if they were strong enough to put WWE out of business, they wouldn't have resorted to those tactics. They resorted to those tactics just to get people to notice them because the WWE had started kicking their ass. Well, I guess that's true. Oh, very true, but I think that's going to do it. That's uh, all the emails we have this week. We're going to wrap things up. We've we've already ran a little bit longer than uh, than we anticipated. So, I do have a special song of the night that kind of ties in with the whole Goonies thing. So, goodness gracious, <laughs> it, it's my goal to make Trey be like, oh shit, every week. That's that's my new goal. What now? That's what I have to say. That's from the Goonies, man. How bad can it be? That's true. Triple shovel, everybody. So, well, that said, I want to thank everybody who tuned in tonight. Uh, you know, programming for the network this week, obviously. Uh, on Wednesday, the Pro Wrestling Rewind. <clears throat> With the power, Andy Knowles and our Raw recapper, uh, the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. Uh, don't forget podcast this week. The Elite Force podcast midweek with Chuck W. Uh, the Elite Force podcast with Walkie and Mindwipe on Sunday. Uh, another episode of Why, Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. And, of course, on Friday, I'll be back with another live episode of Unplugged, myself and the phenom, Charles Shane, talking Walking Dead, SmackDown, and who who else knows what we talk about on that show. I think we're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this week. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Cause people I read are going, something about that on Twitter. People are going nuts that Michael Bay is going to do a, a new origin for it. You know, like, it, it just it kills me. You know, like... Mutant Ninja I happen to like the Transformers movies, and people fucking hate those, but yet they make tons of fucking money. So, JJ is a closet Casey Jones fan. Oh, dude, I love me some Casey Jones. Yeah. Dude, I remember when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in 1990. I was living in Denver, Colorado, and I told my dad to take me to the theater, and I stood in line for fucking three hours. You know, I, watched... I remember as a you know what's sad? What? This is how sick I am. This is how fucked up my brain is. But even as a kid, I always wanted to see April's fucking shirt come unzipped. <laughs> she always had huge titties, and they were just sitting there, barely covered. You know that that zipper was always down to her cleavage, and I just kept waiting for her tits to pop out. You know, Eastman and Laird actually ended up running uh, the magazine Heavy Metal. They were the ones that created the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It was a more adult-oriented, you know, comic book when they were doing it. But uh, yeah. if, you, if you ever read any of the heavy metal books, you know, that come out on a monthly basis, you know, they're pretty risque. Lots of nudity. Oh. Did you ever see the heavy metal movie? Oh yeah, I saw it in a drive-in theater. As a matter of fact, I mean, they made that one and the the second one. You know, I've seen the second one. I think I own both of them, but the second one to me wasn't as good as the first, obviously. With that said, uh, you know, definitely, like I said, check out all the programming here on the new, improved SNS version 3.0 network. Rick and MindWipe have done a great job of integrating things, and I want to thank everyone who actually put any work into it. It's, oh, my God. It's impressive. 
Thank you so much. <clears throat> Apparently, I'm not the only one that's ever wanted to see April O'Neil naked. Oh, just get a pick. If you type in Ninja Turtle April O'Neil naked and hit images on Google, there's a lot of them. There you go. Holy shit balls! You know, I used to, I used to, I used to love the arcade game for Ninja Turtles. The the four player arcade game. Yeah, I remember that. I think I actually have that on Xbox Live too, if I'm not mistaken. Have one of them anyway, but there I put a link. Check that out. Oh fuck! All right, I will. All right, well that's gonna do it. We're gonna kick it over to JSK. Trey, any final words? No, just a great, uh, you know, future for the SNS Radio Network. I mean, we—I say we. I haven't done a damn thing, but uh, it's getting better every week. And uh, also, want to reiterate to you people that. This new pay-per-view picks thing that we're doing. I read a lot of this on Facebook today. A lot of people said, well, I didn't pick TNA because I don't watch TNA and I'm not a fan of TNA, blah, blah, blah. Guys, here's the deal. You're not just competing with each other, but we are competing with other leagues. And the guy that runs the website went out of his way to post on our Facebook page today that we had the best debut of any league in the last two years. We finished number two out of all the leagues that are on that website last night, and there's a lot of them. We finished number two overall. Had people put in picks that didn't pick, we might have been number one. And I'm to blame for that, too. I haven't, I haven't signed up yet. I've been so busy with other things, but I'll make sure I do it this week. So just because it's a pay-per-view you don't care about, if you don't watch the show, get with one of us that does. And say, hey, Trey, what are your picks for the pay-per-view? Or who do you think is going to win this match if you don't have an idea? You shouldn't be that stupid. But go make a pick so that it helps the team. And the website is www.fordown.org. It's F-O-U-R-D-O-W-N.org. Sign up and then join the SNS League. You will be applying to join. Somebody will approve you, Sean, or, or somebody will approve you, and then make your picks, and boom, you're good to go. There's no and reason. You can, you, can win, you can win prizes. There's no reason come WrestleMania 28 that we won't be number one, folks. I mean, last I checked, we had 48 people in the league. I'd like to see that number grow because I know we got a whole lot more than 48 listeners. Well. Like I said, I'm I'm guilty of this too. I haven't I haven't signed up for an account, but I will. I mean, to my knowledge, the Tuesday following the Stone Cold interview, the Stone Cold interview had been downloaded about seven hundred times. So I know we got listeners out there. Man, I haven't even checked it since then too. I bet I bet it's doubled, if not tripled. I'm gonna go look right now. Uh, you know what? I did notice that uh and I wanna thank Kevin Milonic on Facebook for sending me a link. Someone had taken a clip of us talking to Stone Cold, talking about the what, and posted it. But the problem is, they keep putting SundayNightShowdown.com as the fucking link. That pisses me off to no end. I don't know how hard it is to fucking put down SNSRadioNetwork.com. SNS, excuse me, Sunday Night Showdown does not exist anymore. That website's gone. I don't own the name for it anymore. I let it go. You know, I really hate when somebody takes my work and then doesn't post the right fucking link to it. I don't mind people posting shit, but if you do it, put the fucking link down. Nothing annoys me more. 
So with that said, Trey, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week for more Wrestling News Live. Make sure you tune in for all the other shows on the network. And uh, have a great week, everybody. And expect some great, great Walking Dead talk on Friday. With that said, JSK, take us out of here, buddy. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. Bronx lucky I don't make him fucking sing this shit. love the fact that Cindy Lauper used to use the wrestlers like Albano all the time. Good stuff.
Wrestling News Live is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.